our delve into the dwarven built crypt. Uh, I'm just gonna fucking do that one over again. Shit. Our delve into the dwarven built crypt in Mirabar reached its climax as a possessed Thrym bore down upon the party with the help of the spirit of the murdered dwarven boy Orin. Their target, a dream wraith, stuck in this world and unable to pass on inhabiting Thrym's body. After a large amount of damage had been done to him, the wraith vacated her summer home and went on the offensive. Orin was deadlocked on the dark elf that had killed his mortal body. Emerging victorious with no small amount of cuts and bruises, the party went straight off to announce they had eliminated the problem Mirabar suffered from. They immediately decided to take some well-deserved rest. He, with the help of Thrym, took the bulk of his time to secure a long-abandoned church and retrofit it to worship to the worship of Veyron, as well as to recruit members of the church. Cax spent his time gathering information for his employer, Proprietor Juritan of Neverwinter, discovering some of the his history of the city, as well as a major export of valuable goods. And Nyx took the time to breathe in the fresh air outside of Mirbar, near a small river and dense forest. The forest, in turn, gifted him what may very well be his first step in a long journey. So after everyone had done all of their uh, downtime activities, uh, here we are. The final night before the group sets off south on the road to Longsaddle. So, I for honestly forget if we left it off on a, a day or a night. Um, I don't think we had banded back together as a party yet. Um, but, uh, I would presume just you guys running into each other randomly, uh, word got around that it looked like everyone was completing all of their functions, and, uh, after, uh, one more night, uh, you guys would get together and continue your journey. So I assume Nyx is going to saunter back into town and try to make his way back to the inn, and you said that the chapel was directly across the street from the inn? Yes. Am I going to notice that it's been fixed up and now has a big-ass, like, sign on it and shit? Knowing Nyx, yes, it would it would stick out as your situational awareness, especially with having iconography of Aeron just blatantly out in the open for the first time yeah, uh, it, on the surface of the world. It's got the Redeem logo on top, and it's got that giant statue of him in, right in the front courtyard. Yeah, that's going to mm -hmm. be hard to miss that. So Nyx is going to walk up as he's going to the end. He's just going to kind of pause looking at the, the new chapel. And for narrative's sake, it's almost imperceptible, but he kind of scowls at it. And then turns around and goes into the inn and goes to sit at the bar. You will probably find Cax uh, as you enter the inn, sitting at a table by himself um, with a journal in front of him. Uh, and I would imagine the first thing that Nick sees when he sees Cax with a journal in front of him and like a quill and an inkwell is, oh my god, it can write as he's <laughs> writing in said journal. Probably would be one of his first thoughts. But he's going to kind of just acknowledge that reality and continue towards the bar and order a glass of water. And the, uh... After after a week, uh, Nix, you've been gone pretty much the whole week. 
ever since uh, yeah, the liberation of... I never came back to town. Okay, so... I stayed in the woods the entire week. Okay, so, so retroactively, one of the bigger noticements that you had coming in is everybody looks uh, way better than they did before. You don't see people uh, nodding off at guard posts anymore. You see uh, happy children playing in the streets. And you go in, you see Cax there, and the, the bartender just kind of nods appreciatively towards you. And uh, he looks uh, well-rested and healthy as well. I want to find Edwin. That was his name, right? Yep. Edwin is currently cleaning at the chapel, I believe. We hire, You guys hired him on as a janitor slash groundskeeper, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, <clears throat> so far, you two have established you're at the end, so I'd still be at the chapel finishing up some stuff, so I want to find Edwin. Sure. Uh, you, you encounter him talking to one of the uh, fledgling clerics. Or whatever class uh, he had hired for uh, for the sermons and such, and you see him kind of scratching his head at the older human, and he, he's just looking quizzically. He goes, "So is he a spider too, or is it just the other one?" And he looks over and sees you through him, and kind of like uses that moment to like edge away from an uncomfortable conversation about religion. I. I never I, got to apologize for uh, accidentally stealing your box. I just forgot to give it back is what it came down to. Oh, is that you? Yeah. Remember one of the uh one of those weird automaton ga- guards came and uh re- gave it back to me. It didn't really uh tell me too much about where he found it, but Yeah, oh, I, that stuff happens. Yeah, I I told him to tell you that I was sorry, but you know, automatons can't trust them. He, yeah, he kind of just stared at me and just held it out. Kinda well, I'm glad you out. got it back. But I still feel kind of bad. And just in case you ever need it, and I'm going to take my old shield, and I'm going to give it to him. Oh, and what what does the old shield look like? Uh, the old shield is just a basic shield, but it's got the picture of Thrym standing on top of the dead dragon holding the bird up in the air. Uh, on its head. Which is going to be on my new shield too. Because I had him carve that in. So the thing's probably going to be almost the size of him. But I'm going to give that to him. My mommy. Alright. Uh, he takes the shield and it's... it's For you, it's, a, it's an average size shield. But for him, it's quite large and he there's like a couple straps on it and he he manages to he's trying to figure out like how to like wear it and he kind of realizes that he can kind of like put his arm through one of the straps and then wiggle over and then put an arm through the other one so he's kind of wearing it like a backpack and he's like waving it around and then he does like a little circle around and he's like I appreciate it thank you looks good on you thank you if I ever uh I'm a little too uh, drunken from a night on the town. I know I can just fall on my back and fall asleep, right? Yeah. Maybe put some padding in there and you got yourself a nice bed. Ooh. I mean, I don't know. They gave me a nice little cot in the back here. It's a, it's a pretty nice arrangement. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I also know me when I get too drunk and sometimes you don't make it back to that cot. No, no, you do not. 
There's a you, you guys sticking around or you taking off soon? Uh, we gotta get headed. You guys don't exactly look like the ones that uh, kind of make roots. No. Just keep your nose kind of clean. I'm not saying quit drinking, because I would never ask anybody to do that. But just keep your job here. Yeah, everyone's super nice. I mean, they talked to me about uh, Veyron. Veyron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know how to feel about it yet, but, you know, they keep me employed, fed, I have a place to sleep, so, yeah, I won't be biting any hands. Yeah, I've never been super religious, but after hanging out with him for a bit, and then listening to Key, and then other things, not the worst person to follow. I'll take that to heart. He's like, well, and then he reaches up his little tiny dwarven hand up to you. Oh. Shake it very gingerly so I don't break his hand. <laughs> you see him still kind of wince from it. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna head back to the inn. I'll see you there. I'll buy you a drink. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll show up later. I don't know. I got a lot of cobwebs still in the back to clean up. Yeah, this place still does need quite a bit of work. It's nasty. Right, take it easy. See you. And I'll walk over to the end. Okay. E, where are you at? I'm gonna be in a in some back room at the church that I had been using as an office for the time being, and I'm gonna be writing out uh, descriptions of five different people on a piece of paper. Just working on that, blowing on it, trying to get it to dry. And uh, when it is dry, I'm going to fold it up and put it in my pocket. Okay. And then what are you doing after that? After that, I'm going to go over to the uh, inn after double-checking and making sure everything's okay at the church. Closed down okay. I'm going to go to the inn and buy myself dinner. Uh, so you go to uh, throw some money at, at the beginning of that, and it gets refused um, as he just goes ahead and begins to make, uh, food for everybody as, as you all are kind of congregating. Um, are you all sitting at the bar area or do you have tables? Uh, Cax would 100% be sitting at a table, um, okay. as everyone walks in. Nick's went straight to the bar. Sit uh, down next to Nyx. Yeah, Throne would go to Nyx too. Okay. I see you two have been busy. Yeah, just a little bit. What have you been up to? You just you just went MIA for a week. Almost yeah. all you around town. Yeah, it was a little um, uh, it was a little off putting what we dealt with last week. It, uh, it shook something up, and I needed uh, I needed I needed air. There's a there's a simplicity up here that I didn't get to experience in the Underdark. It's a lot less... I don't know. Violence, for lack of a better phrase. A lot prettier, too. Especially at night. I have to agree with you. Well, if you're ever not at ease, I'm sure 
you can always turn to Faerun. And I'm going to pat Mix on the back and see if I can sneak the payment of the coins over the bar. And I don't know where his cash register is, but I'm going to try to like just toss him over. Sorry, I've distracted him. Yes, you did. <laughs> and he he comes over with your food and, and notices that, and he just gingerly accepts it. And he goes, "You guys out? You guys stay night tonight, or are you guys traveling off again?" Yeah, I assume we're all, all back right. together. We'll be staying the night. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't know. It just feels like it's the right time to start heading to Long Saddle. I'm going to turn around and uh, address Cax. Cax, are you, are you done drawing pictures? What the hell are you doing over there? I'm, 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 I'm writing. I, I learned a lot and I needed to write. That's, uh... I didn't know you could write. Uh, yeah. Yep, been able to... to write since, uh... shortly after I learned how to read. Yeah. You, you, you take the... take the quill and you, you dip it in the ink like this and then you hold it like this and you just kind of trace the, the symbol. That you want how to write like the dragons do? I mean, write Not your sign no. at your shop. Yep, I did. That was that was uh, after I learned how to write in common, and it, it took me a while. But yeah, are you sure anybody but you is going to be able to read what you write? That's why I write it in in uh, in dragon, in dra dra draconic, as you say. I guess that makes more sense. Yeah, the idea is that people don't read what I write because they don't understand it. Not that I misspelled it, like I did with my sign in common. Cax, are you keeping secrets again? No, absolutely not. Not from you guys. In fact, I had all the intent of telling you what's in the book as I point to the book then what's in the book I'll tell you just not here and not uh, now so you're keeping secrets just not from us that's exactly what I said right you said are you keeping secrets again Cax and I said right. no I not from like, you guys I feel like we're going in a loop here mm -hmm. are you on board with going to Long Saddle tomorrow Tomorrow? Absolutely. Tonight, I would ask to write a little longer. Now that we're planning on staying the night and leaving at first light. Ooh, can we leave towards the dark? Because, you know, that sunlight kind of hurts. We can leave at first light, that's fine. But sunlight hurts. Maybe if it's like a cloudy day. I don't, I don't care. Let's leave at first leave. light, it's fine. I don't care when we leave. Let's just let's just leave at first light. I did kind of want to stop by the blacksmith one more time. 
Yeah, we'll have to leave it first light. Yeah, then. first light kind of sounds like a pain in the ass. How about a, how about mid morning or midday? I like that a lot. <clears throat> how about this? I'll get up at first light and wait at the south gate until you guys are ready to leave town. I'll come with you. Okay. Cool. Tax looks all too proud of himself for starting everyone going, ah, oh, I don't want to leave at first light. <laughs> and then just being like, yeah, let's leave at first light. <laughs> you can see that he's very, he has this shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah, thanks for that, Locutus. <laughs> I'm gonna go up to my room, which is the middle room I remembered, and uh, go to bed. Alright, so you guys resorting to your rooms. Nix, are you rooming it up tonight? No. No, if uh, if the group has decided to stay one last night, he's he's gonna spend it in the woods again. Sure. He's gonna do his four hours of meditation, but he's just kinda you know, gonna wander the woods a little bit, maybe visit the little fox family one last time. Okay. Before and as the sun starts to come up, he'll walk through town, go to the south gate, like he said, sit down and just wait. Before Thrum gets up to go to his room or next leaves, he's just gonna like look at him and be like doing better now yeah yeah the uh i needed the space to clear my head yeah and i have i have the first few bricks of my path laid before me you, you asked me to leave you alone so i just kind of stuck with key and did whatever no i i Still. had a i had a feeling that you uh, were working with key I saw your handiwork at the front of the building. Yeah, I was going to say, there's not many people around that could do that, so... No, no, especially not in this town. I mean, sure, they've got good ironsmiths. They could make decent weaponry. But as far as I know, you're probably the best stonesmith in town right now. Besides, you've made a couple of sculptures. I've got one right here, and I pull out the sculpture of Globert. The little mini statuette. Like... I'd recognize your handiwork anywhere. That one did come out pretty well. I appreciate it. I'm better with bigger things, but smaller things are a little harder for me. Because, you know, big hands. And... Yeah. Nick, so long... you? Oh. so long as you're all right. No, I'm... I appreciate that. But I am... I'm doing much better now. Nix, do you mind if I accompany you this, uh, this evening, tonight? If you want, just promise not to disturb anything. Other than you? That's par for the course, just... Okay. I promise not to disturb anything other than you. Fine. And there is actually one thing I would like to do while I'm in the woods. Apparently with Cax. <laughs> so we're going to walk up to the river. 
and we're going to turn to Cax. I know that you're uh, somewhat decent at keeping secrets. Let's not... This isn't a very big secret, but... <clears throat> when was the last time you saw me drink out of my water skin? I I can't remember. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you do you drink alcohol out of it? No. Oh. Never. Okay. I've had alcohol once in my life and I absolutely hated it. Oh, okay. Thrim says it was funny, but he seemed to enjoy it, but it, it's just not for me. I'm going to pull out my I'm going to walk up to the river. I'm going to pull out my water skin. And slice it open. And you'll see a soft blue glow from inside. I'm Nobody confused. ever really wondered where Glowbert went off to. I've had him here the whole time. Sitting in the water skin. And, and now you've ruined his home. No. No. Felt like I wanted to bring him somewhere slightly less hostile. We dealt with a lot of shit on that water planet. And I found a level of peace out here by this river. And I think he will too. But I have a feeling the path in front of us is going to be even more dangerous than the path we've left behind us. So I'm going to separate our paths here. And I'm going to take out Glowbert. And I'm going to set him down in the river. And if he dies, it's fine because Nyx has no idea about the difference between freshwater and salt water. <laughs> and he I just roll... assumes that this creature came out of water and will do fine in water. Can I roll animal handling or survival to try to figure out, like, if this creature from a water planet is compatible with a non water <laughs> planet? Yeah, you sure could try. Okay. I'll roll animal handling. It's my lower of two, but it makes more sense. <laughs> well, Cax also believes if it comes from water, it belongs in water with a three. <laughs> water is as water does. So, uh, you brought a thing from somewhere else and didn't tell anyone. And I'm pretty sure that didn't go through through customs. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if it comes from water, it goes in water. An invasive species subplot That's, commences. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was what I was aiming for. That's one of the things, I was, that, one of the things I was thinking of too. I'm going to introduce an alien snail to a body of water and just ruin the water supply for everything. You remember how many of those fucking snails were around? Yeah. Yeah, this he river's brought... gonna glow in about a year. <laughs> he only brought one, so unless they reproduce asexually on their own... I hope so. Uh, me too. <laughs> Komodo dragons do it, so... On their own? DM, do these snails reproduce asexually? 
Well, you know, in in the Water Planet, there haven't been a lot of uh, surveys from uh, from well known uh, zoologists. A zoologist. There we go. That's a good word. Uh, so we don't know yet. All 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 nicks and cacks are able to decipher is that Globert uh, recoils in his shell at first, and then sticks his one eyeball out and the other eyeball out and looks around and just kind of scooches deeper into the river. Let's flip a coin. Heads he reproduces asexually, tails he can't. <laughs> we'll just let fate decide. Yeah, that'll that'll be a secret roll for me later on. <laughs> Next time you guys come to Mirror Bar, if I have a if I have side quest. Oh dear. <laughs> Our water's been glowing since you left. Help. <laughs> Is this a blessing from Bayeron? <laughs> all of our children sleep, are all now the water's flowing. <laughs> I'm just going to think it's from kicking the ashes of the dwarven boy into it. <laughs> I'm afraid the river's haunted. The water's haunted. Oh, no. All right, so the so Globert in the water. <laughs> all right. I know that... Oh, Jesus, that's not Cax's voice. Give me a second here. <coughs> Alright, so, uh... I know that I told you that I wasn't keeping secrets. So... Oh. Here is everything I've learned. And I'm gonna throw you this here... Word document, and I'm just gonna highlight a few things for the listeners. <clears throat> so, and Cax will spend a couple or like an hour or so going over this with you. Um, most importantly, um, that <clears throat> so it, it turns out that uh, Mirabar does. A lot of its trading, almost exclusively all of its trading to Mithril Hall, being different textiles and ores, um, and any rare gems or ores that they find get sent there as like almost almost a a, a priority uh, uh, cargo, and they're always like he very heavily guarded uh, caravans that get sent. Uh, there isn't a, any sort of lumber industry here, if you noticed that. Um, I guess the, uh, the, what was it? The fern, house, house fern, uh, said that there were cockatrices that were in the woods around Mirabar, as well as, um, gangs of, of people that attacked their lumber mills at one point. Um, and it made expansion outside of the city rather difficult um, and also killed off their lumber industry so the, the wood that they get in here is pretty much shit uh oh uh, in the in the southwest there was a whole bunch of rubble and like collapsed buildings that I found uh, apparently during some great war there was like a drow invasion here um and they came to the surface in order to siege some cities, and Mirabar was one of them. Uh, apparently, fun fact, 
the miners double as a militia here. So they like helped fight off the drow and were like, fuck you, drow. And the drow were like, fuck you, dwarfs. And they kind of fought. And there was like weird explosion explosion holes outside the south, south wall. We'll see those tomorrow. Um, anyway, uh, apparently there were like tunnels or something on the ground from the war. And like the foundations of the buildings in the southwest like crumbled. And they never rebuilt because they didn't think it was like structurally sound down there with all the tunnels. Uh, so that they just kind of let the buildings collapse over time. Which was kind of sad. Uh, I did find out information about uh, Mithril Hall. Uh, apparently there's a large connection to the Underdark through their minds. Um, which is, now that I'm thinking about it, might be part of the reason they get ores and stuff from Mirabar. Hmm. I put that together myself. Uh, but yeah, so maybe they don't use their minds because there's a large connection to the Underdark. Maybe not, I don't know. But if we ever need to get to the Underdark, there's there's a way through Mithril Hall. Hmm. And over the next like hour or so, he'll go into the other things that he found out, probably bo uh, bothering <laughs> Nyx with more information than he really cares about, like what he had with di or for dinner with uh, Xan Einholder and uh, different other things there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nyx kind of tuned you out um, right after you started talking about con uh, connecting tunnels into the Underdark under Mithra Hall. Right about at that point, he started uh, contemplating that. Yeah, he'd probably go on for another like 45 minutes before realizing that you weren't listening anymore. And then kind of just sit there <laughs> until you realized he wasn't talking anymore. <laughs> So, uh... Actually, as long as I've got you here, I'm going to pull out the journal of the Dragonborn that we found uh, down in that city whose name I cannot pronounce. The dwarven city in the volcano. Gontelgrim. Sure. Uh, I'm going to pull out that journal and pull up a dancing light so that it can be better read. And I'm going to start going over that with Cax and... Probably pull out my own journal and we'll start like start our agreement where I start teaching him under common and he starts teaching me draconic. So how do you want to do this, DM? Uh so I, I did look uh that up and Oh, it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a while, yeah. Like uh there doesn't seem to be any like basic rules on that, but we'd be looking at um at the very least a month or so. Yeah. Of like you guys, you know, wouldn't have to be every single night, but like it would be, you know, you guys would spend a couple hours like at the campfire or you're in or whatever, just kind of uh, doing the basics on enunciations and the basic of like, this is a monster energy drink and blah, blah, blah in Undercommon, stuff like that. Yeah. But if you guys are officially starting that process, um, I'll throw that in my notes so that way we can get a tally started. So that way, over the course of time, uh, Cax will learn under common. Yep. And hopefully Nyx will learn some Draconic. Enough to start actually reading this journal. 
because I can't for the life of me remember what city this one was pertinent to. Um, I... I believe you gave the journal to Cax at one point, because I... Well, he read it originally yeah. while, we were, while we were walking through the tunnels. He was reading it, and he started, mm -hmm. like, spitting out information on, um, like, you know, the, the cliff notes of what he was reading. But that was so long ago, and I didn't... It was... I didn't take notes. You motherfuckers. Hang on, I think you sent it to me. Yeah, I oh, did. Yeah. yeah, you have the full journal file somewhere. Yeah. I didn't the, transfer uh, that into my computer, but I A matter of scrolling up our our DMs on that. Google translated it into Portuguese, send it to Robin, and then I as it learns more draconic, you you can just translate it back. I got it. Okay. Yeah, towards the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. It'll tell you that information you're looking for. Yep. I'm currently pasting it into a Microsoft uh, Word doc. Not brought to you by. Okay. You said Gauntlegrim? Yes. For the record, I didn't make that name up. <laughs> no. So Just you like blame. you didn't make up Long Saddle. Long Saddle. Of all the places for mages, too. Like Long Saddle. <laughs> Leave it to mages to overcompensate. I cast in large. <laughs> this used to be short saddle, but we changed it. All right, cool. So Cax starts uh, reading it and uh, points out a few different words to you. Um, did you have any questions for him? Not at this moment. We're just starting this uh, language tutoring. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll get into the nitty nitty gritty of that over the course of a while. Sounds good. I will pass you this document as well. Actually, no, I won't, because you can't no, read it. I wouldn't do it yet. Yeah, you can't read it yet. <laughs> oh, Cax, the gatekeeper to information. <laughs> and can't find the keys. <laughs> And the, the lock can't inside be a large metallic dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that concludes our night. Okay. Um. You guys. Um. So, Cax, are you sticking with Nix in the forest, or are you going back to sleep in a bed? Um. After talking with Nyx for a couple hours and uh, starting to go over Draconic, um, probably be late at this point um, before midnight, Cax will stand up, probably notice that Nyx is in his meditative state and walk back towards the end. Trying to be as quiet as he can to not wake or alert uh, Nyx to 
him leaving and not mm. like break his trance. Yeah. Nix would be aware that you're getting up, but he would know that it's you. It's so. Um everyone is all set. Thrim, you are conked out in the end upstairs as well? Yeah. Uh, before before Thrim went to sleep, he wanted to pull something out of his pocket. Yeah. And it's the lock and the key that I took from the crypt. Yes. Is that key still glowing? Uh, let me find... Uh, what was that? 33? You got that? Of course, I got rid of that thing. Um, I had something on that. Because Thrim just pockets everything. <laughs> uh, yes, it is glowing. And now that you've actually had time to uh, sit with it and kind of look it over, uh, it is giving off a some sort of magical aura to it. Can I try and figure out what it is? You sure can. Give me that arcana check. Twelve. Twelve. With relative ease, you, you recognize that this is a some sort of uh, destructive spell attached to this. You don't quite decipher what else this harbors besides the fact that this item uh, that we're just calling Oval Key for now uh, grants one use of Scorching Ray daily. Okay. So do with that as you will. So it's 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 an item. I believe that is a that's a wizard spell. I'm almost ninety nine percent sure. So you would not need to roll to activate it. No, uh, depends what level it is. Uh base level, whatever. Okay. Scorching ray is. I don't think I gave it a name. It wasn't anything super super special, but. Okay. Yeah, Glad I picked it, it up though. Do with that as you will. And the the lock mechanism doesn't seem to be anything special. Uh, you kind of like take the oval and like you lock it and put it into place, and it unceremoniously just clicks off the top, just like a just like a padlock with the oval center to it, and it's just a um, it's it's a magical lock that seems like it would be harder to pick under normal means. As proven by Cax. That's pretty dope. Awesome. Yep, then he's gonna conk out. Just like that, he's like looking at it going, awesome! <laughs> Falls back. Uh, Nyx. Hello. Your normal meditation uh, starts off. You, you've been uh, kind of acclimating yourself. You've got the familiar sounds of nature. You've got the, the, the water kind of having a nice calming effect. Uh, 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 a stiffer breeze is coming in through the forest. The past couple nights have been like light drifts of wind. This, this is heavier. Um... 
and you just focus on that and just let your body relax and begin its like healing process of restoring charges for magic and everything. Um, so you being well-versed in that, especially in this new environment, it strikes you odd when all of the noise around you disappears. And it's that eerie silence where you almost have that like ringing. It's so quiet. And you open your eyes. You are sitting on a dilapidated bed. You recognize the room as one of the rooms in the supper and sleep. Everything else around you is dilapidated. Uh, the windows are, are broken. You look around that the bed you're laying on is essentially a mattress on the floor while the frame is kind of shattered near you. It looks like there's a stain of old dried blood in the center of the room. A flash from the window, followed by a rumble of uh, thunder, comes in as you look at the window and see that it begins to rain outside. At the same time, through the broken window, you actually are catching smells of something burning, like heavy fire burning. You look around, there's no other noise. You pat your body, making sure everything is there. You look down, your outfit you normally wear is in tatters. You've got rip marks, you've got dried blood. You notice your left hand is shaking without any control over that at all. And you take your right hand and cover it over it. And you immediately start paying attention to your surroundings. You go to the door, which it looks like it has a chair wedged in there. You very carefully remove that and peek in the hallway, left and then right. The doorways have been shattered and splintered. No other noise. You begin to look in each room cautiously, just tiptoeing. And no one's in them. And it's a, it's a relatively similar state. Dried blood, shattered windows... Now a breeze is coming in through those windows, causing the rain to kind of come in into those rooms. You go downstairs. And you notice a satchel of yours is hidden behind the counter. You go behind the counter and pick it up. Look around, left, right, no sign of anyone. You go to the kitchen. You go under one of the cabinets and you find some potatoes. You begin to eat the potatoes. About almost all the way through your second one of getting decent nutrition today, you be decide to begin your rounds. You unbarricade the front door. All the windows, there used to be this beautiful rectangular window in the front that kind of showed the inside and showed the outside a perfect place for people to sit while they're enjoying a meal. There's tables and chairs all barricaded up against those walls. You found a trick recently of 
removing, just sliding one of the tables without making a sound and are able to slip out onto the street of Mirabar. All around you, you see plumes of black smoke rising in the air from a couple streets down. In the distance, you hear some sort of strange scream echo through the streets. You kind of recall a little bit of information in your brain as you're looking around. You're, you're kind of confused today. You're not sure if it was the lack of food yesterday or your fights that you had been horribly bludgeoned to death by, well, the creature down the street in front of you. It's drifting five feet above the ground. It's a wraith. Very similar in appearance to the Dream Wraith, as well as the Spirit of Orm, Orin. You watch it as it drifts. You've been surviving for over two weeks. You haven't seen a survivor in three days. And even then, when they went around a corner, they were captured and ripped apart by a group of, by a pack of roaming wraiths. You decided very shortly into being in the middle of the city that you're putting it upon yourself to eliminate the threat of a city full of wraiths. You begin to directly walk ahead of you. You pull out Shadowfell and scrape it up against the cobblestone, making a dull scrape noise. And the wraith turns its attention towards you. You are about 30 feet away from it. And I will have you roll initiative. Okay. Remember, okay. if you die in your dream, you die in real life. Thank you, Freddy. <laughs> uh, 15. Okay. So, with practice, grace with encountering these creatures after the past couple weeks you've had, uh, you uh, act first. Um, you said I'm within 30 feet? Yes. And I've been doing this for a while? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to run toward toward it diagonally and find the first bit of cover that I can after getting its attention. Okay. And as I run, I'll throw fairy fire at it. Beautiful. And what does that have to... Let me look at it real quick. Oh, it is a deck save. save. DC 15. DC 15. No, and it fails. So it, it begins to glow. What was it purple for yours? Uh, dull blue. Even prettier. Yeah. So it's not. It's highlighted towards you, and it almost looks a little bit panicked when the 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 glow begins. Like you see the limbs kind of flailing. This this wraith, as you get to cover and are studying it, it looks like it was 
a uh, a middle aged half orc. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, two sorcery points. Bonus action, chaos bolt at second level. Okay. Uh, fourteen to hit. Fourteen hits. Okay. Uh, seventeen points. Alright, uh, seventeen points of fire damage. Nice. Immediately, the 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 rain coming down kind of helps to ex. Uh, extinguish the the magical flame from the chaos bolt but you can tell and from your experience that elemental spells work uh, very well on these raids um and you uh that's your turn I'm gonna use whatever remaining movement I have to get behind cover sure so the wraith uh after that uh in a in a panicked rush, kind of flies diagonal up in the air till it reaches like an apex point where then it dashes down upon uh, where you're at. So it's kind of five feet above you looking down upon you. And it, oh, these rays are very similar where the uh, dream wraith just reaches towards you with almost this like unimpassioned, not panicked grab. Usually they tend to try to go for uh, the limbs to grab on from your recollection. That yep. is a 14 to hit. Guild. <clears throat> Sorry, okay. shield. Sure. So reaches up and the beautiful, you, you, you've learned to love these, the sparks fly up as the, the fingers almost get you. The shield goes, and it recoils out of the shield, and as it does, it pulls its hand through that barrier, and just a shower of sparks as the the two different energies kind of clash with each other. And you prevent uh, it from grabbing you. Um, That brings it over to you. Okay. It's within melee? It is within melee, yes. Okay. Um, Thunderstep? Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to use Thunderstep. He needs to make a con save, DC 15. DC 15 con is a 10. Okay, fails. 10 points of thunder damage. And points uh, is enough. So, how do you describe what happens when you execute that? So just after he manages to pull his hand back from the uh, pseudo-electrical shield that blocked his previous attack, I'm just going to, you know, kind of lean back a little bit, do the, uh, do the casting for Thunderstep, and just blast the cover out from around me, teleporting about 15 feet behind him but facing him and just kind of watch the thunder energy rip his ethereal body apart awesome 
So this does create a loud boom, I think it says in the description. Yeah, 300 feet. Okay. Uh, very close by, uh, you hear from... Because you were on like the side of the street where a lot yep. of the cover would have been. From behind a couple houses, you begin to hear a couple more moans, which is usually indicative of them acting up and going towards... For all intents and purposes, these are... Uh, ghost zombies in the mm. sense um you've used it to your advantage to kind of get the slip on them to get away from them to uh jump into combat um so you have a choice of either going now you're in the middle of the street and this is mirror bar so we don't have the map but usually the road you're on goes west to east so mm. you have to choose uh between going west or east on this road uh, which direction is the sound coming from? Uh, it is coming from the south. Coming from south. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll run. Um... You know, the west will go towards the center of town, versus the east is a little bit like outskirtsy. Right. I'll uh, I'll head east. Sure. Uh, sticking close to the walls of the uh, sticking close to the buildings. Okay. Making sure that I have cover available to me you know, when the time arises. Okay. Um, as you walk and you're kind of just slinking around, you're confident that the, the race that were attracted are by the time they get to where they're going, you're going to be long gone from there. Um, but more memories immediately flood of the past couple weeks. Just a, a couple things. You remember the party going into the crypt to deal with the dream rape. You also remember only you leaving the crypt. You've gotten used to this, taking out a few wraiths per day. Um, you try not to go crazy to expend everything at once. It's already easier to navigate the streets around here compared to when you first kind of made the inn your home and your base of operations. As you travel, you begin to see the dead bodies in the streets. Their spirits are no, no longer tethered to their bodies. They're out floating in the city somewhere. There's obviously a lot more debris that you're hiding behind. Um, you do travel by a few buildings that seem to have smoldering wood or something on the inside causing uh, uh, smoke to seep out broken windows and doorways. Up ahead of you, it looks like there are a couple fires raging on the insides of some of the houses. You haven't been able to figure out why that is yet. Especially with rain like this should have helped to extinguish stuff like that. As you travel down the street, you, you get to uh, closer to where you uh, guys went to the uh, bathhouse. But up in front of you stands a f floats a figure, and it is a moment you have been dreading since this whole endeavor began. Thrym's incorporeal form floats ahead. 
looking right at you with emotionless, dead eyes. You lock eyes with him, staring at the spirit of your once loyal friend. But then you hear a moan from behind you. You kind of turn your head to the side so your peripheral catch it. And you see Key and Cax are floating near each other, slowly floating towards you. You had fought them a week prior. You had to make a hasty retreat. Their spirits are way stronger than your average wraith. But this time is a little different. Something is telling you this time you can do it. This time you can put your friend's souls to rest. I will bring everyone's attention to the battlefield. <sighs> okay. And if I do this right, my players should have a new thing to look at. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Just confirm that you got that, Xander. Um, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be looking at. Not gonna lie. Uh in roll twenty. Oh, have... yup. Character sheet. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah, and the same thing for you, John. There should be a new character sheet for you there. Yeah, I just got it. Okay, cool. Oh well, this isn't whisper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let me... I thought I was going to stick Nyx. I will switch over this music, and we will roll some initiative. I'll see if I'm any better at initiative when I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this is a, a non-DM fight. I'll have you guys roll initiative. Let me know what you got. Next roll to ten. There we go. Okay. Four. Guess on. I guess Rafe Key is not good at initiative. Oh, I rolled a nat one. <laughs> oh man. Rafe Cax rolled a seventeen. Okay, and Thrim. There's my d twenty. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Ah, uh, thirteen. Thirteen. This is oddly fitting for us rolling initiative. Yeah, seriously. First, normally Thrym and Nyx will swap, and then Key goes last. Alright. And first up is... For, for lack of better terms of me not finding good descriptions for this, uh, Wraith Cax is up first. Mm -hmm. Um... So you said that Cax is Cax uh, is floating yes. above, correct, and yep. watching as Nix is clearing the streets of. Yep, uh, you guys Western are maybe Ray. only 10, 15 feet up in the air. You guys are just trailing him as he traveled. Um, Cax is going to 
fly upwards and above Nyx to the rooftop above him. And just over the overhang of that rooftop. And I will pass turn. Okay. Um, just uh, to set the scene for you guys jumping into this opportunity. All three of you have been hunting him down ever since the Dream Wraith gave you the order after she pulled your souls outside of your bodies to find him and bring his spirit to me. Destroy the body. Grim. <clears throat> I'm going to move 30 feet to right there. Okay. And then... I'm just going to attack with my weapon. Okay, that ability is called Thrym's Ferocity. Yes, it is. Is there any sunlight out? Or... Uh, there would be if it wasn't for the very overcast, cloudy, rainy sky. So, uh, no, you're all no set there. Sunlight sensitivity. Uh... A 24 to hit. Yeah, that fucking hits. <laughs> I got shit on that. Is this why you need heavy armor, Nyx? Nyx can't wear armor if he wants to cast spells. The spells are overrated. So is breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me alleviate you of both of those problems. <laughs> And that'll be nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. So as the f figure of your dear friend comes up to you, just this unimpassioned giant arm just thuds down upon you. And, and with them being in wraith form, most of them have only ever tried to grasp you to try to do the attack that you know will drain you of some of your vitality. You knew from the other day that Thrym, Thrym's spirit has the ability to manifest a physical part of his body and cause physical damage. And as I recoil from that hit, I'm just going to kind of glance up at him, at his deathly ghost face. I am sorry, my friend. And the ring on my finger explodes. The ring of vindictive tendencies. You need to make a DC 15 deck save. Okie dokie. Ah, uh, 16. Okay, you take seven points of fire damage. Uh... DM. Yeah, your hit points are on the character sheet for that. No, I, I see the hit points, but with damage resistances as fire, because I saved, do I take no damage? Uh, no, from uh, non-magical take... attacks. Gotcha. Damage resistance, so yeah, you take full. Oh, yep, non-magical, yep. Okay. All right. So he took half of the 14 points, which is 7 points of fire damage. 
Oh, I rolled four. I rolled so four. now that I'm looking at that, and I, I didn't intend on it, yeah, uh, all of you, uh, you guys have different differences in your actions, but your your stats are the same. Because uh, I think it's the bludgeoning, yeah. piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks, which just makes sense from, like, that aren't silvered. I uh, ignore the damage resistances. I, w- I would say the race that I have had in the past, I may have been an oversight, I uh, haven't really had any damage resistances. Okay. So just ignore that part. You guys will take pretty much full damage from all of Nyx's attacks. Okay. We still have the immunities and condition immunities? Uh, you do, yes. Perfect. Okay, and that is Wraith Thrym's turn? Yep. Cool. Nyx, you're up. All right. Going to... Now, I've dealt with this before, right? Yes. Okay. So I, I know these are clearly hostile, and I probably already had my existential crisis from fighting them the first time. Probably, yes. <laughs> yeah. So you, I'm going... You probably had that when uh, when you were the only one to leave the crypt. Probably, yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to shift around Thrym, not leaving his thing. Crouch and at an upward angle, cast Lightning Bolt through him and Kax. Okay. So you both need to make those DC poor, 15 dex Those poor terracotta tiles up there. Oh, fuck the houses. They're already on fire. <laughs> yeah, they're already burning. It's whatever. All right. I rolled an 18 to save, and I'm going to use Kax's resourcefulness as a reaction... When an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack's damage against you, so I'm going to take quarter damage. Okay. Quarter I damage. 14. So full damage to Thrym, quarter damage to Kax. Alright, so... Um, Wraith Thrym will be taking 28 points of lightning damage, and Wraith Kax will take 7. Because he's a twat. Because he's a little twat. Hey man, I don't know if this is gonna kill Cax. <laughs> it very well could. Um and then I am not dealing with this shit. I'm going to burn another two sorcery points. Let me get up my tools here. I'm gonna burn another two sorcery points to cast the spell as a bonus action. Yeah, I am placing a storm sphere. Twenty foot radi- twenty foot radius. Twenty foot. Yes, twenty foot radius sphere, which is forty feet wide. So that's fucking eight squares. Oh, ignore that. Yeah, to map this side, that size, that's freaking huge. I can't delete circles. What the hell? I'm trying to get this. By the way, it's it's eight fucking hexes wide, and I'm gonna cast it like centered so that all three of them are caught inside of it. Sure. Is that good right there? Sure. We'll call it that. We'll call it that. <laughs> so all three need to make a See if I can find it. The description on this thing is ridiculously large. Uh, strength saving throw. 
Aww. <laughs> Fourth thrim over there. Do I get blowed away? <laughs> By three? Fifteen. Thirteen. Alright, so Cax and <clears throat> Thrym will take 2d6 bludgeoning damage. Damn it. So, wow. You each take three points of bludgeoning damage. Yep. And as long as you're within that sphere, it's considered difficult terrain. And you cannot hear, or you have disadvantage on perception checks relying on uh, hearing. But I can't do anything else with it for now. So... That'll end my turn. All right. Well, I am going to move myself. I'm going to take kind of a wider loop to get behind um, Nyx. Real quick, count your hexes. Anything within that sphere is difficult terrain. Yeah, moving. Uh, is this one still in the sphere? Uh. It's touching it. Ooh, that's a well, the sphere that we drew is one hex short. It should be eight hexes wide. If that would be the case, then most of that uh, most of that would be in the case. So yeah, yeah, that would be that portion would be considered difficult terrain. Okay. Well, in that case, I'll uh, I'll just make a beeline straight to him because I can still make it. Okay. Uh, right behind him and that gives me advantage if I could get my second d20 out that'd be nice bet you motherfuckers didn't expect this tonight nope does a 17 hit next um shield Brings my AC to 18 until the end of until the start of my next turn. That's pretty big. Oh, that's all I can do. I guess I missed. Okay. Uh, brings it up to our rooftop dweller, Wraith Cax. So, can you see through the storm? Let's see. Each creature. Yeah, it's 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 essentially just really strong winds. It's you loud, see, but it's wind. You see Cax duck into the building using incorporeal movement. He's going to pass through the roof and drop down to ground level, where he's going to move 10... Actually, no, that would be 10 feet down, so 20. So 30 to here. 40, 50, 60, still inside the building, and you wouldn't be able to see him there. And I can't go any further because of my movement speed. All right. But you've completely lost sight of Cax from when he dropped through the, the roof. All right, roll me a, uh, a stealth check for Wraith Cax. 
Uh. <laughs> he twanged every pot and pan off the walls. <laughs> and there's shattering and cats meowing from the building beside you. I cannot give a better description than that. You can, uh... Uh, Nick, show me a perception check being near the, uh, storm. Well, I'm not in it, so... You're not in it, so yeah, it's not. <clears throat> my, my passive's 19, so... Uh, perception is a 13. You beat me. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You doubled my roll! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, so that brings it to Thrim. Alrighty. Good news, though. There are cats. Still there are cats? The so, yeah. Thrim <laughs> so, is going to reach out and try and touch him using life drain. Whoa. Okay. Thank God I rolled with advantage, because the first one was a natural 2. The second one was a natural 18, so plus 4 is a 22 to hit. Yeah. Fuck you. That is... Uh, eight points of necrotic damage. Okay. And if it's a life drain skill, do I need to make a con save? Uh, not this one, no. Okay. I just get that health back. Okay. That's your go, Wraith Thrym. Yeah, that'll be Wraith Thrym's turn. Cool. Nyx. Alright, first up, bonus action. Thrym is still in the storm, so I'm going to hit him with a lightning bolt from within the storm as part of the Storm Sphere spell. I have advantage on any creatures within the storm. For a 25 to hit. That is a miss. Damn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take 46? 46 damage, damn. Yeah. Uh, for 16 points of lightning damage. Okay. That's my bonus action. And. Oh shit, hold on. Before I can even do that, how much damage did you deal to me? Nine points? Eight. Eight? Eight. Alright, I need to roll a con save. To maintain concentration oh, on the storm sphere. That's right. Good call. Yeah, I fucking made it. Dirty 20. Woo! Alright, so that damage sticks. Um, so for my action, I am going to cast Thunderstep at 4th level. Whoops. So, Key and Thrym. Con save. I'm, I'm willing to bet an eight saves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I got a 15. All right, so you met, you take half damage. So Key takes 13 points of thunder damage. Thrym takes 26 points of thunder damage. And I'm going to teleport with the proper tool. I'm going to teleport all the way up here, up and away. I'm, I'm gonna guess that Wraith Thrym doesn't get death saves. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, he's dead. 
All right. So you see uh, the form, of course, get, uh, what is it, thunder damage? Thunder damage. So thunder it's damage. essentially a shockwave. A shockwave. So you actually see it begin to split the spirit apart. And almost as if it was a eggshell that shattered, you see the, the angry form of Thrym break apart into a kinder look of Thrym. And in five words or less, Thrym, what are you saying to Nyx before your spirit dissipates? Thank you, old friend. And that is your turn, my friend. Uh, yeah, that'll end my turn. Cool. That brings it down to a key. Alright. I'm gonna... I'm gonna kind of move forward a little before charging straight at uh, Nyx. Since Nyx is backed up to the wall, that's not advantage or anything, is it? That is not, no. Damn. And a fucking nat one. Alright, um... Yes, I don't hit. That's my turn. No, no. My AC's low, but it ain't that low. <laughs> Key axe. Having a little bit of trouble there? Well, yeah, a little bit of dyslexia. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit of trouble. Yak, yak, skax, yak. There's ten out of the wall. <laughs> Uh, who'd have thought that Cax had high, even as, as a ghost? <laughs> uh, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50. And we're going to use Life Drain on Nyx. That's not going to hit. Um, And we're going to step back into the wall with the rest of my movement. I will take that damage from it. Give me two seconds here. Cool. Recording my damage. And that'll be my turn. Alright. Next. Okay. Kind of staring at key. Knowing that Cax went into the wall behind me. Would I know that Cax went into the wall behind me? Yes, because he yeah. took a swing at me. I would yep. have been facing him. <sighs> DM, you're going to have to figure out the ruling on this one because he's within a wall. <laughs> but I am going to cast Thunderstep, and thanks to its 10-foot radius, he is still caught in that. My yeah, last... With, with, he's with still that, caught in that. That, that building is uh, smoldering, so I would, I would definitely rule that the, the walls are pretty flimsy on that one. Alright. Both of you need to make a con save. I did uh, not pass. Seven. I also rolled a seven. Hey! Dang gang! Okay. Dead gang! <laughs> Undead gang! Let's go. P- pour it out for your homie Thrym. <laughs> pour it out for the homie. That's <laughs> a key too. <laughs> Have to get thunderstruck to death. That's uh, 18 points of thunder damage. I'm going to use Cax's resourcefulness and take nine. Okay. I will use my reaction to take a swipe at a uh, Nyx. Okay. Does a 14 hit? Yeah. And oh. That is. Wow. He's conviction. 
Marquis Conviction. I gave you names for your abilities, I want to hear. Take five slashing damage. Of course I roll minimum fucking damage. I'm kind of dog shit at this rolling thing. Okay. You mean so I I've have used... to roll dice in my role-playing game? This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot to mention two sorcery points to do that. Okay. As a bonus action. Teleport back and away. There's only so many walls I can go and stop running. Yeah, you're not <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fine. I'm going to pull out the scroll of fireball. Hey, don't do that. <laughs> it won't. There we go. Scroll of fireball, twenty foot radius. Hey, don't do that. Or twenty foot diameter. Either way, I'm going to catch both of them in a. And a fireball. Uh, deck save. 19. Fuck! Nope. <laughs> That's an and 11. You, and you already used your reaction earlier. Uh, 23 points of fire damage to Cax. Um, 11 points of fire damage to Key. Dude, Nyx is going to wake up exhausted. Mm. And, um... Yeah, I'm going to use a little bit of movement to back up against the wall of this building. I don't know which hex you want me to use here. Yeah, but... that, that one right in the middle is perfect. You would figure there's like a little bit of a, yeah, a drop. Yeah, basically putting my back to the wall. And that will end my turn. Cool. P. Well, let's try this again. Run him down. <laughs> uh, 22 to hit. Yeah, that's a fucking hit. Woo! Oh, yeah. Eat it. Broke concentration. Fuck me. Uh, five points of necrotic damage. <laughs> Dude, I'm rolling like absolute dog poo. Roll for, roll for concentration. Yeah, you guys are outside of the sphere, but... That's a six. Yes! That's a fail. My storm sphere is gone. Okay. Hex now has more of the map to hide in. Hooray! <laughs> Alright. Key X. Because I'm looking at Key's, Key's thing. There's 10 out of the wall. 15, 20, sorry. 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. And I'm gonna grab him. Nyx, I just want a hug. And he slaps away my hug. <laughs> just out of curiosity, what did you roll? Uh, a nine. <laughs> Which I know he has double-digit AC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. All At right. least that. <laughs> Nyx! Um, I am going to use my bonus action to take my last greater potion of healing. Which, what was that? 44 uh, plus 4? 4 4. 4 4. Okay. I'm using my bonus action, so I have to roll. 
Ouch. Ouch. So I heal 11 points. And I'm going to use my action to cast Mirror Image on myself. So my image kind of fades and blurs and multiplies. And I will... Provoking an attack of opportunity from Cax. I'm going to try to shift around key. So Cax, if you want it. Burnt your action already. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, finally, that's a 22. Okay, give me one second. You hit and destroy one of my mirror images, dealing Damn no it. damage to me. Damn it! Which means I probably don't heal either. No. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> and now that I've shifted around key, I am going to provoke an attack of opportunity from key and use the rest of my movement to get away from him. Uh, 15. The hit. That actually hits me, and doesn't Ooh. hit him. Doesn't hit an image. Um, eat five necrotic damage. Yes, sir. Yum yum yum. Eat and, and that is my everything. Okay. Eat. All right. Well, time to do what I do best: chase him down. Oh, I pulled that one off the table. I, fuck, not gonna hit seven. Nope, not a hit. Cax. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Just step over that dead body like a jerk. He I also kicked over. it on the way by. Do you, want me to, <laughs> do you want me to double the movement there as I kick the corpse? <laughs> <laughs> he failed me for the last time. Uh, and I'm gonna go for life drain, flanking Excellent. for advantage, right? Yes, sir. Kex doesn't do many uh, melee attacks. Uh, that is 18. Okay. It's a hit. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! I, did I roll the right? I didn't roll the right. Damn it. <laughs> rolled the wrong die. Uh, that'll be six points of necrotic damage. Okay. Which... Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Yep, I'm going to end my turn there. Okay. I thought about dipping into the floor. <laughs> Decided against it. Nix, you are up. Yeah, yeah, I am. Your ghostly friends are having themselves a nice Nick sandwich. Okay, break from combat. I have been fighting raids for a while now. Yes. Am I aware of their perceptive abilities, particularly in darkness? Magical darkness. They are considered... Basically, do they have true sight? Sight. 
No, they do not. Cool. Um, casting darkness directly over myself. Okay. Engulfing us all in darkness. What's the range on that? Since we have a circle up already. Uh, the dark. No, let me pull this bitch up. It is a fifteen-foot sphere. So fifteen. Yeah, it's it's small, but it'll catch all three of us if I center it like right above my head. Oh, okay. Hey. Okay. Five ten. Yeah, that'll do. Okay, and I am going size. to. Yes, it is, and I'm going to run out from between both of them. Which will provoke an attack of opportunity from both of them at disadvantage. That's correct. That's my favorite type of advantage. Oh, you son of a bitch. You just avoided a crit. Dang. <laughs> I, I rolled a net 22. Damn. A net 22. Damn. What kind of dice you got there, net 22s? Uh, Dodecadostahedron. No Dodecadostahedron. Did either of you hit? Nope. Nope. Unless you unless you're hit by an eight. Unless you're hit by an eight. Unless you're hit by a nine. No. no so did no. you did you roll a twenty and a four? That I also rolled a twenty and a five, dude. Hey, we're just on the same wavelength. Do you have I have. Oh no, I rolled a twenty and a four. I lost that. Yeah. For a twenty and an eight. Motherfucker. <sighs> yeah, that's that's gonna end my turn. Okay. Because uh, it's an action to cast that one, right? Yeah. It doesn't burn a slot because it's innate to drow, but it's an action. You guys don't know where the hell he is, but you did hear rush footsteps uh, to the south. I have a question. Yeah. So, Darkness poses disadvantage on attack rolls, right? Yep. But he was flanked, and they did know where he was before the Darkness hit. With yeah, that, I think it, it technically inflicts blindness on them, right? When they're inside, also, so the blindness stat would imposes do the okay. disadvantage, unfortunately. Yep. And no, also, just, he no, no I think that's, that's great that we're asking these questions. He also would have had to have moved out of our areas of influence one at a time. Um, and so, like, if he moved to this spot, it would provoke keys, and then to this spot provokes mine. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, well, you said that we heard footsteps to the south. So. Yeah. You can't see shit, but you, your other senses are still yep. hey. pretty active. There he is. Guess I'll just leave to the south. He, he says in Wraith ease. Hey, there he is. <laughs> hey. I heard him this way. Oh, hey. hey God damn it! I keep rolling off my table. Get the there he table. is. And I, I, I'm bad at rolling seven. I am. Jesus. I'm okay. awful at this Dungeons and Dargan thing. <laughs> A cack. Axe Dargan do Axe do. He's gonna drop into the ground. He's going to move 10, 20, 30, 40, come out from the ground for 50, and see Nyx. No, 
10 under, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 up, 65. Okay. That's what it do. He's skulking around. Yeah. Next. <laughs> you see right. Cax pop up beside you <laughs> from the ground and then goes, oh, and walks towards you. There he is! Uh, key's a little close for comfort, so I'm going to throw a Chaos Bolt at Cax at second level. Goodbye, dear friend. Uh, 16 to hit. Goodbye, dear friend. <laughs> so, 16 hits? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't like that. That sounded like a lot of dice. Second level, so... <laughs> Do we want camera confirmation? Because it procced. That's I awesome! I want to see it! I want to see it just for the novelty of it! Okay, I'm going to take a picture and send it to the, the chat. Oh my god, it no, finally happened. No, wait a minute, happened. wait a minute. This, this might be... Oh. Wait, is, is this... Might be good, because if it's necrotic, we're just immune to the, all the damage. That is true. Yeah. Oh, that would be... That would be That hilarious. would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> it procs, though. <laughs> That's uh, the huge part. What a waste of a proc. It procs, but it's fucking immune. Yeah, no, you guys are fucked. Um, so that's to Cax. That is uh, 12 points of fire damage. Oh, but it procced. <laughs> but it procced, which... Uh, uh, I'm rereading the spell real quick. Okay, if you roll the same number on both d8s, I rolled three on both d8s, chaotic energy leaps from the target to a different creature of your choice within 30 feet of it. Cax is in 30 feet. I have to make a new attack roll against Key to see if I hit him. Does an 11 hit? Nope. Okay, so the bolt... Turns red, fiery, explodes at Cax, arcs out like a spider web, tries to connect with you, and doesn't quite. It fizzles. It fizzles. It, it hits Nyx instead. Roll for damage. <laughs> <laughs> if only. I would it say that on the natural one, the but no. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, that will end my turn. Dude, it procked. That's awesome. Wait, you're alive, Cax. Oh yeah, I just <gasps> killed. Did I kill Cax? No, did not I, quite. Did I re-kill Not quite. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I rolled real low on the damage. All right. That can was roll, low. Can I roll higher than a four? Woohoo! Nineteen to hit. Hey. Yeah, that hits. And you can eat six necrotic damage. Okay. That's all I got. Alright, Turn a little crispy. Extra crispy. Super crispy. Five, ten. And ruining his day. 
And ruining Cax's day is what I meant. Not Nix's day, Cax's day. Uh, does a 10 hit? No. <laughs> oh my god, what are with these rolls you tonight? You have I recognize I have advantage. I also recognize I rolled a four and a six. <laughs> have you tried rolling better? Coming from the dude that rolls his dice off the table, at least I got a tray. Shut oh. up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brings it over to Nick. Cax, yeah, Cax is just going to stay afloat. Stay afloat. He's floating, just for reference, at eye level with Nick's. That's cool. Just <laughs> without the blinking, it's just. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, I'm gonna turn to Cax and cast Sacred Flame on him. I need a Dex save. <laughs> Another six. Oh no, that's a nine. Sorry. Still failed. Yeah. Well, you know. Thank oh, God. All right. What? Okay. Two D8 uh, for six yeah. points of radiant damage. Yeah, he can't kill me with that. Uh, Cax's resourcefulness take half damage. He's alive. Uh, when Cax dies, can you play Danny Boy or something? <laughs> um, now I'm extra holy crispy. I'm going to use my last two sorcery points to cast Cure Wounds on myself as a bonus action. Oh no. I heal five points because oh, I rolled a fucking, fucking one. one. Okay, and that will end my turn. All right. He with the uh, with the I, with the suck it uh, gesture earlier. Oh, wait a I'm second. I'm gonna use Cax. my eight points mm-hmm. to. Just Hold on. Me. Who hit me last? Well, that'd be me. Yeah, it wasn't me. Forget it. I haven't hit too, you for like too, three it's, turns it's, now. It's too late. It's too late. I still have two mirror images up. Well, oh, I shit, got yeah. a eighteen to hit. And you blink out another one of the mirror images. Alright. That's that, that's one less. That's one less. <laughs> that was the last words of my grandmother. Damn. And I take it you're staying right where you are? Oh yeah. Because okay. now Pax has advantage. Hey. I'm afraid of what he's going to do when he lines us up next turn. Nah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I, I still got enough health. You, you're sparable. It's a twelve hit. No. I'm getting rid of these plastic dice. I'm buying two more sets of metal dice. Fuck these plastic dice. <laughs> your turn, I, Nick's. I don't think we've had a combat where the dice are so fucking all over the place. I I had right to here. I had to pull out two more dice. In order to be able to, like, in the future, roll four dice at once for both attacks and advantage his pack tactics, I can't hit with plastic dice, dude. (laughs) Let's not forget the time Frim had advantage and rolled two natural ones. That's fair. (laughs) Alright, Nyx, you are up again. 
Alright, I'm gonna try Sacred Flame on Cax again. Deck save. That's a 10. Okay. Nine points of radiant damage. Yep. You're still here? Cax is the worst looking wraith you have seen in your time uh, exterminating wraiths. If you that had to estimate, sad. he is on his last shred of wraith life. That wow. Said, I'll use my bonus action to take a swing with my dagger. <laughs> non magical. Don't fucking oh. care. Just gonna swing at you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold on, I gotta figure out what the hell. Does a dirty 20 hit? Yeah. Okay. Oh, max damage. Seven points of non-magical piercing. So you do have, you two take half damage from that. So three Cax points is, of piercing. Cax is gonna use Cax's resourcefulness? No way. And... His last words as he as he perishes are going to be the magic still hurts. Hey, it's still less than five. That right. wasn't even magic, cats. That was a dagger. Hold on. Hold on. He's I, gone. Have I have something for this. Hmm. Oh, Caxi boy, <laughs> the race, the race are calling. Oh, you guys are fucking great. Alright. 1v1, mono e mono. <laughs> Alright. Sorry, I had to. No, it was a magical moment. Alright. Dude, I was praying that you rolled, like, 18. five damage so I could reduce it and be at one health. <laughs> 18 is a hit. On Wait, you? your last mirror image. Oh, yeah, you still... Yeah. Oh, oh you, Dax. Oh, it's okay, it still hits me. Woohoo! <laughs> Eight, five necrotic damage. You freed, okay. me. You freed me from my wraith life. I'm happy now. Okay. Okay. I'm going to shift back five feet to where Cax used to be. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to use my last Chaos Bolt on key. For a 24 to hit. That'll hit. Seems fitting. 16 points of thunder damage. Alright, alright. Well, I will one-up your goofy ass by hitting you with ease conviction. You're not near him. What? Then what? Back. It's a melee. It doesn't say melee. It doesn't say melee. Let me see. as a reaction, you may attack a target if they did more than 15 damage to you in a turn. Mm -hmm. 
Roll a d20, add 4 to determine your attack. 1d10 plus 4 slashing damage. Never says melee. You're right. I would say that's just his angry wraith will cutting through the spectral realm. No, it's just it's just like Lust from Full Metal Alchemist. Like okay. the fingernails grow and just stab him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll give that range thirty then. You're right, I didn't specify. Uh ten. Ten does not hit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't now- specify melee? I'll miss intentionally just this time. <laughs> now watch as I take one step forward and swing again. Fourteen. He's gonna kite you. He's gonna kite you. Hold on. What did I have to roll? I don't think he has any thunder steps left to kite you guys around too much. Uh, fuck. It's a hit. And points of necrotic damage. Ten. Yep. Finally, a good damage roll. Okay. That's my turn. Okay. Elix. Sacred flame. Deck save. Four. That's a one plus three. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. For 11 points of radiant damage. No, you couldn't have done 15. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Guess I... Was it this is just back and forth now. Yeah, right? Two boys duking it out in the streets. Let them fight. Let them see who wins. Duke boys, okay. again. Them Duke boys fighting in the streets of the mirror bar again. That's your turn. Be, that'll be my turn. God damn it, I rolled it off the table again. Oh my god. I'm gonna buy you a dice tray. Yeah, Nine. I was gonna say, I will buy you a dice tray. Nine? Nine is a mess. Alright, back to you. <laughs> ping pong! It's ping pong of life! Joke's on no. him, I run my freshman year ping pong tournament. At this point, Nyx is barely standing. Barely standing. (laughs) So he's going to step back. Five feet. And so unceremoniously pull out the Wand of Magic Missiles. And fire upon you. As long as it doesn't hit or do at least 15 points of damage, no more, I'm good. It's 11 points of force damage. Is, is there no, like, dodging it? No nothing? No. Magic missile automatically lands. Damn. Anyway. I step forward. Anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> so anyway... Fucking a dog shit, fucking dick licking shit, buck. Bring out Your the turn. dolphin noises. <laughs> Why is this marked explicit? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing so good. 
Nyx is going to do it again. Using Shadowfell essentially as a crutch. Steps back, pulls out the Wand of Magic Missile, and fires upon him again. For eight points of force damage. Alright, I can live with that. I can live with that. Literally. I step up. Ten? Does that... Or eleven? Does that hit? It's a mess. <laughs> Fucking shit! As I bring my sword up to parry off whatever swing you're making at me. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to lose because I got cheesed. Dude, it's, so, it's coming down to the, literally the wire! So why won't you pass? <laughs> I'm gonna do it one more time. Yeah, of course you are. Of course you yeah. are, you fucking dingleberry. Wanda magic, Wanda magic missiles. Trembling as I hold the wand in front of me. Or, no, no, no. 12 points of force damage. You killed him so hard he left! <laughs> you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and everything you stand for. That's Jesus. more than five words. <laughs> Is this how Key's gonna be if I kill his character, like, in the game? <laughs> if you get cheesed by that shit. <laughs> you know he was... Magic missile. He was saving that shit for this. Alright, I guess my last five words are I can't be with Varen. Aww. And his exterior explodes out and a pure form of his spirit kind of just drifts and disappears. The rain pouring all around you. There is your blood everywhere in puddles all around this stretch of road. You're leaning on Shadowfell. You feel like you won't be able to staunch the bleeding at this point. It's too severe. And as you now collapse to one knee, you sigh a little bit, realizing that you have saved your friends from a potential torment that would last an eternity. You close your eyes, you focus on your heavy rhythmic breathing, and all of your senses fade into blackness. And that is where we will take our break. And we are back. Next, you begin to think. You first get your hearing back, and you're hearing a laughter. This hysterical laughter followed by a couple bangs on a wooden surface. Thrim, Key, and Cax. The same thing is happening to you. Laughter. Hysterical. Joyful laughter. Everyone's sight goes from pitch black to gray. And suddenly, almost immediately, your vision returns. And in front of you, you see your bodies. You're sitting. In front of you is a bar. Sitting in front of you on the top of this is a bowl. And inside this bowl, placed out in front of you all, along with what looks like 
a tankard of some dark ale seems to be uh, kind of a rare treat in a lot of parts in the surface of popped corn. Nyx, you look around and your friends are to your left. You spin around a little bit. The barricades are no longer there. You look outside. It's a rather bright, shiny morning. The rest of you remember seething hatred and this incorporeal sense of pain. Nyx, you remember everything from these past two weeks. And everyone looks at each other and lean over to the right of Nyx and laughing and slamming his fist down in laughter is a man in white. And then, and then the most ridiculous, he shot the fireball and it blew open the side of the building. <laughs> Oh. That was exhilarating to watch. And he just takes a handful of his popcorn and shoves it in his mouth. Now, I wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. But there are different paths that we take. Uh, almost always, you don't know you take them. In that instance, it was the flowers inside the crypt, Nick. You see, in that version, you never brought the flowers into the crypt. When that poor girl went after the little one over there, she succeeded. He killed Thrym. The big one in armor over there killed the little one. And you killed Key. And in your horrid state, you ran. And you got out of there. And in the end, you did avenge their deaths. Now, what happens after that, I won't divulge, as none of you lived long enough to see. But know that the world ended up in a very different place. Something to keep in mind. Oh, please, en en enjoy that. It's a, it's, a, it's a fine snack from the Southern Sword Coast. Uh, I, I'd like to take a vote. Do we kill him now or later? He grins. Now. Now. It's a matter of don't shoot the messenger, don't you think? I am merely your window into different ways things could have gone. If, if you're a window, then I need to buy better blinds. <laughs> oh. I appreciate a good joke. 
Anyway, I wasn't really joking. My blinds at home are a little tap. Oh, okay. Well, well, you have the gold, don't you? I don't think so. Blinds are expensive. Anyway, I thought it was pertinent to share this experience with you all. After seeing all that you've gone through, I've seen all the different things that can happen, but you are blissfully unaware. Think of this as a team-building exercise of sorts. Unfortunately, the team had to kind of go at each other's throats in this version, but I think it's important to know what can and can't happen. Is, is there a version where we kill you? Because I'd like to see that version. Oh, no, I'm afraid not. I'm not going to lie, that would be a really interesting version. I would enjoy seeing that. Well, no time like the present. That's Let's what make I'm a saying. movie. What's a movie? <laughs> uh, Nix, you, uh, in your shocked state? question mark uh you look in your bag and you still have your uh scroll and your greater healing potion in fact all of you marvel at the fact you guys are in peak physical condition and have all of your magic capabilities at your disposal oh long saddle is it I'm now Nyx. Pretty sure Nothing to say. Hall. You, should, you should look for us there. Well, there is a... There is a rather amusing version of you going to Mithril Hall to try to hijack one of those caravans that you found out about. Uh, you succeed for a while until this rather brutish dwarf puts a skull right between your face. He reaches over across the table and grabs another bowl as his is finished and just keeps eating it. Come now, I can accompany you if you wish. I get kind of bored just watching from above, beyond. Well, you're not going to help us. So what's the point of you being there? Uh, comic relief? Moral support. Maybe if a stranger says the wrong things, I can make his head explode. You know, fun things like that. There are other people in the world for you to irritate. Oh, Seriously. there are plenty of people in the world. I love irritating, but you know, something special about you four. And it just draws me in like a, a moth to a flame. Is there any way we could get rid of that? Well, I mean, if you're all dead, I mean, I wouldn't really want to follow wherever you went in the afterlife. That's boring. Weirdly, that kind of sounds like an option. Some people sitting amongst clouds talking about all the good deeds they did. Others being... Bodies being ripped apart and sewn back together again. I mean, eh, it was fun for a couple hundred years watching that, but... Now you, all four of you, 
there's a potential. And seeing the past that you succumbed and that potential is just snuffed out. Now those are tragedies. I want to see if this potential blossoms with you. If that makes sense. You want to see us blossom, then don't interfere. Let us keep going. Just, there's no reason for this harassment. It's just so you can flaunt your power. Like, ooh, very cool. Let us keep going. Oh, I'm not going to stop you at all. I'm encouraging you, even. Stay the course. We were going the course. You just showed up to flex your cool snack and, huh, huh, look what trauma I put you through this time. Let's go. We got things to do, places to be, people to worship. Caravans to rob, places to do. Like, we got shit to do. I mean, I don't see you worshiping me. Saying. Well, yeah, you're a dick. I can't deny that. And arguably, Veyron is much cooler than me. Agreed. In the sense that he doesn't usually put his followers through the kind of mental gymnastics that I do. But it's good. It builds you up. It makes you tougher. It allows you to think outside the box. Well, in this circumstance, you three really got the shit end of the stick here. But for our friend here... No? Ah. I mean, he hasn't said anything this entire time, so you might have just straight up mentally scarred him for life. Our, you broke our nicks. It's broken right now. Oh, don't... If you're talking about being broken, he is way beyond the term of that. Yeah, Let's and be you, real. you took those broken parts and stomped them. Yeah, like the warranty was voided and you broke it anyway. There's so many words here that are so confusing. Well, don't you worry. They're all hilarious. I'll do. That's all you need to know. Very well. I make no promises. I'll let you be for a little while. Until something else fun comes along. Maybe next time I might even help you. Something to consider. Yeah, come by and cook us breakfast again sometime. If you come by and help, I might have to buy a hat to eat. You've got your hood right there. He it's winks at hat. you. That's not as nutritious. Don't ever wink at me. <laughs> and right was... after the wink happens, snaps his fingers and disappears. Did you this see This is the him? first time after he has disappeared, you look over and the barkeep has been kind of frozen in the same spot and begins to move normally again. And he turns around and looks at the table and looks very confused at the bowls on the table. And he just walks over and he picks a piece up. Eats it. Are you guys finished with this? Yeah, sure. Take it. Yeah. I'm going to so, push the popcorn oh, to him. Oh, thank you kindly. And he just takes the bowls and like scurries off and tries to like eat while he's walking. Uh, leaving you guys alone. Did you see how he winked? It was like with both eyes, but slightly delayed. It was weird. 
Like he was blinking, but he was mostly drunk. It just uh, it was weird. Fuck is this guy's problem? Maybe he's got slow eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably it. All right, I'll I'll meet you guys by the south gate. I got an errand to run. I'm gonna guess Nix isn't gonna say anything for a while, so Cax just keep an eye on him. Why do I gotta keep an eye on him? Because <laughs> Grimson has to go to the blacksmith. I gotta run an errand real quick. We'll meet you at the south gate. Nix, do you want some water, Nix? Maybe a maybe a fruit. With that, I'll, I'm gonna leave to go to the town hall. I'll go get you a banana and a glass of water. You stay there, sulking silently. Cax is gonna get up and walk over to the innkeeper, push in the kitchen door, whatever, find him, and get he's, a glass of water. He's stuffing his mouth with this popcorn. What is are, he in the what? kitchen? Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna walk past him and then grab a banana out of the bag. <laughs> he just like watches you curiously, but just keeps eating. <laughs> and fill up a cup with water and go back to Nick's. As 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 you walk by him again, he like lifts up the bowl as if it was like a greeting. He's like, "Hey," he keeps eating. <laughs> well, while he's gone, Drems just kind of kind of like shoved Nick's a little bit. You're like Nick's. And Nix has been staring off into space the whole time. Um, and when he's nearly shoved off of his bar stool by that gentle nudge from Thrym, I'm not sure how to narratively describe his facial expression. Think of someone who's just had a family member die, but isn't trying to let the world know how much pain they're in. Like, you can see it in their eyes, but they've got... They, they try to give you... A, he, he tries to give Thrym, like, the gentlest, like, little smirk. Like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. But you can see it in his eyes. That was... I mean, you said he remembered the entirety of that last two weeks. Yes. He experienced that. He is... <laughs> like you said, you took the broken pieces and stomped on him. So, uh, Nyx is kind of just going to stand up before Cax gets back, pat Thrym on the shoulder a couple more times than normal, as if he's verifying that Thrym is real and corporeal. Turn around and start walking out of the bar. Thrym's going to follow him. I'm not going to protest. Nix kind of assumes that you're going to. So you key want to find the town hall? Yeah. Okay. So after yeah, you guys are kind of familiar with all the basic landmarks of Mirabar at this point, so it, it doesn't take you that long. It's roughly in the like circular center of the city. Right. I'm gonna go up to the town clerk or secretary for the councilman whoever's in charge of getting you know posters and uh whatnot out to okay. the public and i'm gonna hand them a list with the description of five different people i'm gonna say 
Uh, hi, uh, my friends and I are leaving soon, but uh, there's five people I haven't seen in a while. Uh, they're really close friends of mine. They might be older now. I haven't seen them. Uh, if you could spread the word around town, put up posters, put up, you know, signs so people can read it and recognize them and let them know that we're on our way to Long Saddle. Uh, that would be fantastic, you know? And you're you're speaking to, like, just probably out of his teens, a uh, human boy, man boy, whatever, uh, just takes them from you and just nods his head. Yeah, we can do that. We, we could probably actually have those uh, weird uh, automatons help us out with that. If you want. All right. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, just let, let them know we're headed to Long Saddle. All right. He, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he should go yeah. You guys are... You all are amazing. And he kind of, like, looks at you as if he's, like, seen a celebrity. Uh, like, sh- shell-shocked the whole time you're, like, speaking with him. Don't worry. We're strong, but I draw most of my strength from Varen. Oh yeah, my uh, my mom came back from uh, one of the the meetings uh, yesterday. From that, she was uh, kind of talking that whole thing up. I think uh, me and my dad are gonna go check that out next time. Oh yeah, go to the next sermon you can. You know, uh, I highly recommend it. He like looks really cute. He's like, he's like, okay, key. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna walk out and I'll wave goodbye and say, praise Varen. Uh, uh, pray, 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 praise, praise Varen. And to the south gate I go. Okay. Uh, Cax, you come out of the kitchen and it is empty inside the supper and sleep. Finally some peace and fucking quiet. <laughs> Cax is gonna set the cup of water down and uh, walk out of the supper and sleep with banana in hand and just start eating a banana as he goes okay. walking through town. I think you guys have spoken before about meeting at the uh, the South Gate, too, so you would know where you needed to go. Oh, yeah, Cax is well aware he needs to go to the South Gate, but he's going to take the long way there. Sure. <laughs> so, Nixon Thrym. So, are you just going to not say anything, or... I need a new water skin. Alright. There's a general store around here somewhere. Thrum would know where the general store is, right? Oh, yeah. Alright, so Thrum will take you to the general store. Cool. Yeah, nice. A nice, on the thicker side, leather bladder. Bladder? Yeah, usually they're made out of a yeah. bladder. Uh, like one silver. Um... As much as I hate to dip below gold, there's no way I could justify making you pay I, gold for a water skin. <laughs> I actually have silver pieces in my inventory, so that okay. works. Cool. What happened to your old one? You got caught on a tree. Tor. Hmm. Do you know where I can buy potions in town? Does Storm know where he can buy potions in town? Absolutely. Yeah, you... <laughs> You guys uh, travel a little bit, and there there's one like good alchemist place that uh, has been kind of pointed out to you uh, over the past week. So Thrym is able to lead you there. Um, 
seeing as you've spent your time outside the city, so you haven't gotten the lay of the land as much as uh, the rest of them have. Yeah. So, let me throw a little bit of RNG at this then. Cool. So, uh, you you find this alchemist run by a little gnome lady. Uh, Thrym's uh, senses get perked up by it. Uh, She's elderly as fuck, though, so I don't know what uh, Thrym's... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Thrib's idea of that is so uh after after a couple minutes of uh her acknowledging you guys by name your names have really been kind of spread around town um she has uh two regular healing potions and one greater buy them all sure the bring in my calcy calculator so normally they're 50, but you're getting a discount of 30. And normally 250, but it's 190. Uh, 250 gold for all three. Gold. You said that was two regular, one greater? Yes, yeah, sir. At 250? 250. Nice, nice heavy discounts on that shit. Hell yes. Does this alchemist have anything else of interest? Um, potion wise, not particularly. You're you're looking around after you go straight for the healing potions. You discover a lot of it is um, mostly herbs and spices in like the glass containers. Yeah. Um, snake oil. Snake oil. Um, she, however, notices you kind of like look around at her offering. She goes. You're, you're magically minded, aren't you? Yeah. If you visit uh, Gertrude down a couple houses down, she uh, she has a, a couple scrolls I know she has floating around for usually made for the people up in the mines. But um, if you're interested, uh, you can go see what she has. I'll go take a look. Thank I'm you. Great, I've got stuff for rashes and snake bites and things of the sorts. Do you have anything that does, I don't know, poisons people? Uh, no, unfortunately, it's all to, to cure that kind of thing here. Oh, well, it's worth a shot. So as we step out of the uh, potion shop, you said the, uh, the the next place is only about two houses down? Two houses down, yeah. And yeah, it looks we're... very nondescript, but there is like a little sign in front of it uh, called the uh, the the Miner's Glory. And it does you look in and there's like bookshelves and stuff and, and another like elderly uh, gnome woman is just kind of uh, like organizing a barrel. And it, the door is open and you look inside and she sees you and waves we're... you on in. We're not getting that far yet. Oh, OK. Yeah. We get about halfway there. I assume Thrym is following behind me. Mm-hmm. We get about halfway there. And Thrym turns around to face Thrym and holds out all of his potions and tries to give them to Thrym. Why are you doing this? 
you can see that Nex is shaking while he's standing. Please just take them. Okay. I'll take the potions. So that's uh, two regular, two greater. And Nix is just standing there, just shaking almost uncontrollably, staring at the ground. And you can just barely hear him say, Please stay alive. About the one of the few things I tend to do well. I hit things and I stay alive. Just keep doing it. Plan on it. Why don't we go check out some of those scrolls? You always like finding spells. Nyx will straighten up. Try to regain his composure. You can see his eyes are on the verge of tears. And he just kind of forces himself to stop shaking, turns around and starts walking towards the scroll shop. As as we walk towards the scroll shop, Shrim will just like put his hand on his shoulder. I'll just kind of do the crossover reach and pat his hand. And enter the scroll shop. So I'll still stick with that. She's like messing around with a barrel that has a bunch of very long pieces of paper rolled up in it. And she sees you and beckons you in. Uh, You let her know that you're kind of a reference uh, from the potion shop. And she has on hand four uh, different scrolls. Um, And she kind of explains that these scrolls are mainly used by a couple of the foremen in the mine to allow uh, more efficient mining and and just things that help out that industry. But if it might be useful to an adventurer as well. And the four scrolls she has is Warding Wind, Pyrotechnics, Haste, and Earth Tremor. I am interested in the Haste and Earth Tremor scrolls. Okay. And she 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 explains that they use the earth tremor to usually kind of break up rocks in lieu of explosives in areas they're not sure. Um, and naturally, uh, if, if foreman sees that someone looks like they had too much to drink the night before, they'll cast it on them to get them to speed up the work. Um, and with. Uh, Yet again, even with with the reference and just a re- average discount in general from this town, um, the haste will run you three hundred and earth tremor two ten. So it'd be four hundred uh, five hundred and ten total. Fine, I will buy them. You purchase the potions, the scrolls, and all right, Thrum. I think I have everything I need to move forward. Okay. <clears throat> you cool if we just stop by the blacksmith real quick? Yeah, whatever you need. Oh, so... The shopping montage continues as you make your way over to... Uh, 
our boy Charles Fern's uh, glorious blacksmithing extravaganza. I'll walk up to the counter. Have uh, you guys been able to use that metal I gave you for anything? Well, sold you, not gave you, but... Um, he looks over, and he points over, and you see that same girl that had, like, taken over that project, and she's sitting on a stool, staring at that same block of metal, and she just has a hammer, and she's just banging, and it looks like she's frustrated with it, and he looks at you, and he goes, she hasn't been able to make anything out of that. We haven't been able to find anything that melts it. Hmm. Interesting. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, I feel like uh, if she doesn't crack this soon, like she's gonna crack, to be honest. I mean, you guys want it off your hands, I'll give you a hundred gold for it. Uh... Well, I can't make that decision. I'll go chat with her about it. She's kind of the one who took over that project anyway. And he, he walks over to her. Sake of RNG. Um, you just see her, like, shake her head violently. And he walks over. He goes, no, nah, she, she wants to hold on to it. She wants to be able to figure this thing out. But uh, if you're ever in town again, we'll, we'll let you know. Okay. Uh, if nothing like that's working, maybe try some magical elements. Not a bad idea. Usually we we avoid that kind of stuff. We leave it up to the people who know what the hell they're doing, but hey, maybe next time a caravan from Long Saddle comes up, we'll have them take a look at it. And I don't know a whole lot about magic, but I got a couple tricks up my sleeve if you want me to try something real quick. Uh, yeah. He, he brings you over and you just see the frustrated dwarven girl like, look over at you expectantly like you might be able to help with that. Alright, I'll like put my hand in, like, motion for her to back up, like, five feet. Mm -hmm. And I'll firebolt it, like, five or six times and see if that does anything. Alright, uh, roll an arcana with that. Okay. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, you throw maybe half a dozen firebolts at the same spot, and at the final one, you hear crack. And it looks like a, a, a vertical crack appears, and the strange oblong lump of metal like splits in half, and like her face like lights up, and she just goes magic, and like right. runs off. Well, glad I could help. Yeah, I'm sure she'll uh, she'll appreciate getting some sleep tonight. I don't think she got any last night, to be honest with you. But hey, thanks. You guys make something out of this. You guys could make me like, I don't know, a dagger or something and just kind of keep it for me. I'll be back for it. Sure. See if my notes go. I just want to make sure I write this down so I don't forget about it later when I'm conjuring up shit. All right. Alright, what's next? Um, that'll just about do it here, so I'd say me and Nix are probably going to the south gate. 
Sure. So, uh, Cax, have you made it to the South Gate yet, or are you doing something? Cax is doing something, all right. Oh, boy. Um, about how long has it been since, uh, since we left, or since I left the, uh, Supper, the supper and sleep, or the sleep and supper. The I'd say like twenty it. minutes. Nothing too crazy. Okay, that's not long enough. Okay, Cax is making his way to the south gate. <laughs> okay. All Actually, right. Cax is gonna stop at the at the nearest shop that he finds. Okay, like a general store. Uh, primarily like a clothing store. Okay, that's easy enough to find. Um, ex ex excuse me, ma'am. I I need something particular, and I need it soon, like before I leave. Okay, what what you need? <laughs> Put you on the spot there with a the female voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need um. A cloak with a hood that can, like, cover me entirely. She, like, looks you over and... Yeah, hold on a minute. And she, she actually beckons you to come with her. And you kind of go through this kind of dusty, like, musty old clothing store. A lot of this stuff, you're noticing the style is very reminiscent of what older slash elderly people wear. It's very, like, not colorful, very drab, uh, made out of very old material that they really don't even make clothing out of anymore. A lot of, like, random burlap patches on a, a few of them, the hand-me-down stuff that's hanging. Uh, she brings you out back, and there's there seems to be a rack, and she kind of looks it over, and it looks like these are pieces that um, haven't been properly tailored yet. And they're either fitting them to size or they need to cut them down. So she takes off what is a cloak, but it's kind of made for like what what would look to be like a wider dwarf and brings it over to you and like kind of gets behind you and has you try it on and puts it on. And then she kind of like wraps it around you a little bit and then pulls out some scissors and kind of like quickly like cuts up the side to kind of trim the, the back of the cloak down a little bit. Um, it does kind of poof over your shoulders a little bit. It's fine if it drags a little bit. I'd, I'd kind of need the ends to be just a little bit tattered over a little over a short amount of time of wearing it. Easy enough. And she just kind of like trims it down a little bit, but yeah, leaves like a good like inch and a half that will kind of drag behind you. Your 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 tail doesn't seem to be too uh, hindered by by that, and you figured that. You can either curl it up next to you or just let it drag on the ground and allow it to kind of like poke out the bottom of the cloak if you wish. Ah, excellent. That's exactly what I need. So she kind of does it. It's a it's it's brown, but it looks like it's had some sun damage to it. So it has like random spots that are kind of gray to them as well. Um, 
but she she just shrugs it off and says to silver for for that raggedy old piece. I give her two gold instead. And it looks like you just made her fucking weak right there. Thank you. No, I, thank I, you. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, have a good day. And Hex quickly scampers out of the store. Cool. <laughs> Cloak in tow, tail barely poking out the the back. Until he, like, turns and realizes that his tail is poking out, in which case he wraps it slightly around his leg and proceeds walking down the street. So the first first Put one, down. obviously, there would be Key, who kind of made a beeline there, uh, followed by Cax, and then uh, Nix and Thrym look like they're coming along, but it's currently you two at the front gate. By the time you get there, uh, Cax, you notice Key had been finishing up a conversation with a guard. And you could you could tell by his look, he, he looks like he was about to kind of like nod off. And then you like one of the last things you heard was like, like all power to Veyron. <laughs> Come out of Key's mouth as he uh, welcomes you over to the, the waiting gate. Oh, trying to convert people, huh? Yep, gotta stay on top of it, you know? You don't think your church is gonna do that for you? Eh, oh, I can't hurt to talk to the local people myself, you know? Really try to spread the word. The more people hear it, the more people talk about it, the better it'll be. Hmm. At this point, uh, our people? other two boys approach, but continue that. People seem to talk about murder a lot, but it doesn't get any better. Well, yeah, it's because people keep talking about it. People keep hearing about it. People keep doing it. People keep talking about Varen. People start thinking about Varen. People start worshipping Varen. Same principle. So it's still going to be questionable? No. Huh? You see, constantly talking about and praising Varen, good. Constantly talking about and doing murder, bad. But if you keep talking about it and you keep thinking it and you keep doing it, it keeps happening. So we should stop talking about murder and it'll stop. Yeah, it'll certainly go down a little. Hmm. I hadn't thought of it that way. So basically, Key has turned into a televangelist and life coach. <laughs> Great. Those are my two favorite types of people. He talked to the televangelist followers. They basically are their life coach. So, <laughs> but nobody is allowed in the Church of Veyron if there is a natural disaster. No, absolutely not. Not unless we get you know a uh, a tithe of at least a hundred thousand gold. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> what is this pandemonium? Like, come on. <laughs> look at you guys and say alright long saddle we go yeah I haven't cool. been there before there a uh, room for a church at all I think we need to stop sprouting churches uh, nah, nah. you're not gonna I, have any money to buy I, armor I don't think that's a single city I don't think that's a great place to put a church why not they're more wizards and things like that they don't really religion isn't their thing they sound like great people to have on Vayron's side 
Well, now that Thrym says it's a bad idea, I think it's a great idea to have a church there. Let's go found a church. Hell yeah, and I'm gonna go to high five Cax. No. But it's lower on me. No. I don't want your hand. You know what a high five is, Cax? Yes. Oh. Doesn't mean I want your hand. Okay. Maybe just uh, feel it out for a bit before you jump into it. Jump in. Boots first. All the way to the bottom. Can we just, just like leave the, now? Just like on the I assume we're doing this as we talk. Yeah, yeah, you guys are just having this ridiculous conversation. Alright. Um, I have a whole thing for that here. One whole time skip. Four and a half. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> on on average, because I'm sure, you know, the people who haven't been along settled may have just casually asked in town or so. You guys discover from here to Long Saddle, because when I built my map, I really didn't necessarily build it precisely to scale, which will be next time I make a map, I'm going to write everything to scale to make sure. It'll take about three days travel to reach Long Saddle. That's it? Okay. That's it? Okay. That's it. Where's my... Bring you guys up to my Faerun map. Can't believe it's gonna be three days without buying a decent possum on a stick. Gonna have to make my own. If there anyone sees a possum, let me know. I'll kill it. <laughs> I'll let you know. Thank you. Alright, so you guys, uh, despite your strange reality-shaking moment overnight, uh, you guys feel very refreshed. It is uh, mid-morning at this point, uh, so you guys begin the trek out. Uh, you don't see, throughout this route, you see a couple caravans. Um, Hax, roll me a perception check with uh, disadvantage because of the sunlight. That would be... Oh, God, math. Ew, math. Twelve? Twelve. You're kind of paying attention now that it's just in your brain. You're, you're watching some of the caravans as they pass by, and one of them, on their way to Mirabar, they're kind of just crossing paths with you on the road... Uh, is coming back with um, some some dwarves that don't look like they're miners. Uh, they have very heavy armor. They're riding on top of the wagon. Um, a couple of them are, are armed with ranged weapons. Uh, the rest have these very brutal double-bladed axes. Um, they seem nice, but it looks like they're bringing an empty um, wagon back to Mirabar. Swap over. Um, so at this point, my boys, uh -huh. um, after I, the wagon passes, I'm gonna nudge yes. Nix and like point at it, just to make sure he he took note of it too. And that's it. Okay. I would like one of you to roll 
a d20. I'll do it. He thought rolling was over and put his dice away. Eight. Eight? That's right. Eight. Uh, your day is relatively uneventful. The The sky gets partly cloudy, where there are a lot of points in the day where the sunlight sensitivity kind of fades for a bit under some heavy cloud cover and then comes back as, as it just looks like it's going from bright blue skies to kind of overcast over the course of the day. Um, you guys uh, stop for the night and you actually kind of come across a really kind of a strange circular patch before the sun really goes down. Um, and there's two other uh, carriages that are sitting there and it looks like a huge bonfire right in the middle. And it's raging and it's uh, very inviting. You, The people kind of like kindly wave to you. Um, and it looks like this is like kind of like a communal when the wagons are going through. This is a, a pretty frequented pit stop for the night. May I preach? Yeah, roll me a religion check. Here we go. <laughs> We're atheists. Get the fuck out of here, boy. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, so, um, are, is, are you guys planning on staying the night here, or are you just stopping to preach? I, I'll, I'll stay the night here. Okay. Everyone Safety else in a big number good with that? like this. Okay. Can we still see Mirabar on the horizon? It, it at this point, there's a little bit of like a like very, very, very faded glow. The area you've been uh, passing is mostly flat plains, so like a tiny speck in the distance is like the first like firelight that you can see from Mirabar, uh, way off in the distance. You feel like be because of your events earlier. You guys still made a, a decent trek today, but not as much as you thought you would. Uh, kind of reflecting on what had happened the previous night. So with the uh, that check, uh, one of them looks over. You kind of like uh, like almost a ratty-looking human. He goes, "Ah, oh, okay, I'll I'll check it out when we go up to Mirabah. Okay, worth a shot. They got they got food there." I'm I'm sure if you ask, they could, you know, find out of the kindness of their heart to feed you. And Mirabar itself has some great dining across the church at the, uh, the uh, sleep and wow, I completely forgot the name. The sleep and supper. All right, yeah, no, no, I've been there before. That that place is pretty nice. Okay, yeah, right across is from there the church. Yep. All right, yeah, I'll check it out. It's like well. I feel uh, a little better with you guys hanging out here for the night. I'm, I'm going to go get some sleep if you don't mind uh, keeping an eye on me. All right. Will do. And in a very practice fashion, he gets up on his wagon and just kind of falls asleep at where the reins are for his two horses. Uh, the other guy does not seem phased. He's a stout little dwarf. And he just kind of like, not for me. So with 
that the dwarf is going to help with watch. He'll take one of the watches, if you would like. So that would only leave uh, two other watches you would have to do. Or you can accompany him with the watch as well. I'll take first watch. Okay. The I'll dwarf, take... The dwarf said he would take second watch. I don't trust him. I'll take second watch. Okay. I'll take third. All right. Uh, first watch perception check, please. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. 19. 19. Uh, you hear the very rhythmic snoring of the kind of ratty-looking human uh, just dozing away without a care in the world. Um, you, you do kind of notice that there's a little bit of like wildlife that kind of comes within the radius of the bonfire. It looks like it's starting to fade, so if, if you wanted to keep it lit, you'd have to actively do something about that. If you choose to, you'll let it fade and it'll get darker. Uh, in time for a second watch. I'll leave that up to you. Um, little sticks, thistle, grass. I want to toss it on, see if I can keep it going a little sure. longer. Okay, yeah, where you are, there's lots of, like, dried grass, yeah, and thistle, stuff like that everywhere, so you have no problem, like, maintaining it. And it is Ooh. glowing a little brighter than previous. Uh, Coolio. Cool. So you wake up the the dwarf and Cax. And the dwarf kind of begins to pace in like a circle around the uh, campfire. And he's kind of like looking at you, Cax, with like a little bit of a weary glance. He takes out a flask at one point and kind of takes a swig. And he kind of like makes a circuit around you and he shrugs and like offers it to you. No, thank you. Suit yourself. Yeah, I prefer not to drink in the middle of the night. Especially when anything can come up and kill us. Um, He does not really look like he's paying too much attention. He's more focused on his drink. So uh, I'll have you roll your perception check. Ooh, that... Does my passive apply? Ah, uh, yes. 17, then. Okay. So you, you you acknowledge that he is kind of in la-la land about this whole thing. Um, and nothing remarkable happens on your watch at all. I'm going to do my best to let the fire die down slightly in brightness, but still keep it stoked. Sure. So then we thrim, right? Taking third? Yep. Okay. So the dwarf like, comes up to you, and he's pretty much shit-faced at this point, and kind of, like, aggressively rocks you and says, Ah! You're up, big guy! Ugh. You can Man. smell his breath. It's heavy, heavy. Whatever's in that flask is heavy, heavy alcohol. I don't know what you've been drinking, but I want some. Yeah, it's... I got some brandy left. You want some? I'll I'll take a swig off of this flask. It 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 is, it is at best, moderately alcoholic to you. Yeah, good good stuff. But I'll hand it, it back. It has like a little bit of like a cherry flavoring to it. A little bit of a fruity uh, aftertaste. 
and he he proceeds to like just like almost like fall backwards onto the ground and falls asleep. Yet again, another another caravaneer who doesn't seem to give a shit about the outside world. And I'll have you roll your perception check. All right. And while I'm looking around, I also want to keep my eyes open for any possums because I told Cax I'd do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a natural 20, so with perception, uh, 24. Awesome. And then roll me a nature uh, with advantage. Okay. Uh, so I don't know how I did that back to back, and I'll take a picture if you want. <laughs> but I don't have to roll again because that's another natural 20. Damn. So you find... A, a large possum and a smaller possum traveling um somehow with your you you just notice a little bit of a a reflection coming from the dying uh flames and you kind of like stomp out there and begin to like rush this small shadowy form and you catch up and it's two two possums running away from you. What do you do? Uh, I want to try and grab both of them. One in oh, each hand. Sure, yeah. Do, uh... Throw me dexterity. Okay. Check. Grim possum stomper. Uh, <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, they had no idea what was hitting them. They expected an attack from behind, but you run up to them and you kind of take your giant mitt and come down on them. And now in each hand, you have two possums. All right. I'm going to move my hands up slowly to grab them each by the head and oh, then no. just swing them around by the heads and snap both of their necks. You now have two dead possums in your grasp. All right. And then I'll just go back and sit down with them on my lap. Awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, the way you snap a chicken's neck, except you did it with the possum. Yep, that's that's how we used to uh, kill the pheasants our dogs would catch on the ground. Grab them yep. by the head and just swing it around so they don't feel any pain. Yep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you now have two possums, and for the most part, you see the sun starting to rise up, and uh, nothing else exciting happens on your watch. Okay. Because that, that was exciting. <laughs> Alright, so the morning hits. The uh, caravaneers um, do their thing. They uh, collect all of their stuff. And uh, continue on. Uh, the dwarf really doesn't say anything, um, but the the ratty-looking human says to you, "Keep like I'm gonna check it out. Thank you." Ah, it was it was nice meeting you. I can, I can hope you find peace, praising favor. That uh, yeah, you too. And he just kind of brings his horses along, and you guys are now alone at that campsite. I'll just walk over to Cax and drop both the possums on his lap. 
I imagine you're just like groggily waking up and then boom, boom, right in front of you. Oh, hey, look, breakfast. Oh, hey, look, the possums. Hold you, I'd keep an eye out. I appreciate it. Uh, Cax is going to look for a couple sticks and uh, skewer some possums and roast them on the fire or what's left of it. All right. So whoever partakes in that uh, is good for the day. Uh, Those who are not partaking in that, uh, please subtract a ration from your inventory. I give the big possum to Thrym. I was going to say, I caught him, so I'm definitely having some of it. DM, what does it taste like? It, It's very stringy, but because of the amount of protein your average possum eats between ticks and bugs and random shit like that, it, 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 it's gamey. It reminds you of when you've had venison in the past. It, it's not as like delicious as steak, but it's it's decent. It's it's better than like the dry fruit rations that you have in your bag. I'm gonna look over at Cax and be like, I see why you like this. Good. It's very good. Alright, so second day, I will have somebody else roll a D twenty. How about another eight? Another eight. Ten liches come out and kill us all. <laughs> hey, come on now. We gotta roll the D100 for that. How many liches? Please roll me a D6, sir. Huzzah! Uh, the six is the liches. Two. Two. It's a little chilly, and as you guys start traveling uh, cacks, you kind of like are happy that you know, the sun is, is coming up. You're you're looking forward to the warmth from it. You kind of take your cloak and wrap yourself in it a little bit. But then you notice, like, very dark black roiling clouds start coming in your direction. And by midday, you guys are caught in a massive thunderstorm. So after a couple hours more of trudging through it, and there's muddy puddles all over the place, um, your vision is horribly limited by the torrential downpours. Um, if you walk the rest of your day, you will risk one point of exhaustion. Or you guys can rest early somewhere and not have to worry about that. Like playing Oregon Trail. Right? Here comes the dysentery. I assume we've reached, like, the little mountain range? Uh, yes. Yeah, right around there. Is there a cave we can go chill in? Uh, since y'all rolled me that, go ahead and roll a, uh, perception check. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, it takes you a little while, um, you do see what looks to be a mouth of a cave, very... It's maybe there's like a little like circular patch of forest and kind of behind it, it looks like there's a mouth of a cave right in like an area that has like kind of sheer cliffs coming down from that mountain range. Um, you want to venture over there? You point that out to everybody that it exists there. 
Okay. So, so Thrym has been standing, like, walking behind Nyx, and has, like, reached one of the wings of his mantis cloak out, and is, like, shielding him from the rain. Okay. All right. So you guys uh, take your time going over there, very cautious. Um, the rain is just making it miserable, but as far as you can tell, um, I'll have everyone roll a perception check as you guys are approaching the cave. Seven. Ten. Nineteen. Okay. Natural one. Ooh. Oof. It's fitting for the uh, stuff going on. Yep. Um, Cax, you kind of, uh, because of your history and uh, your trek through perilous forests, you kind of recall the telltale signs that something lives in a cave. You got usually bones outside or dead corpses or something, tatters of clothing. Something will always usually give it away that something lives inside of a cave. Uh, and you're getting none of that. You get the impression that this this currently doesn't have an owner. That's funny, because I was actually going to see if I could roll survival to check to see if there was anything around that indicated something was living <laughs> in the cave. So uh, I'm assuming you take the lead and kind of looking it over? Yeah, I'll take lead. Sure. Uh, if you guys want to... I don't think there's anything inside, but... My instincts have led me astray a couple times. If we want to go up to the mouth, I'll go clear out the cave. How long have we been walking? You guys have been... It's probably two or three in the afternoon at this point, and you feel like if you keep trudging through all these, like, dodging puddles and just getting heavily rained on, it's cold. Um, any, any longer, you guys are going to start taking exhaustion. I'm going to cast light on my shield and walk forward with it kind of as like a light source or a lantern just to... How, how, how far is the light source? Actually, it wouldn't matter. You all have dark vision anyway. Um, it very shortly inside the mouth of this cave, it is probably like 15 feet wide and maybe 30 feet tall. But it's just like this irregularly... It's not a nice, clean, like half circle here it's all kind of craggy it, it represents like just a weakened portion of this uh sheer cliff that comes down from it um uh, uh, like right as you enter it, it you know the the rain is coming and pouring down but there's a little bit of a gradient that goes backwards so the rain isn't getting in the cave it's kind of pouring outwards um and you look in and, and using the light and kind of piercing past the light with your dark vision you're looking for footprints or you're looking for animal prints you're not seeing any of it and maybe about 50 feet in it just abruptly ends it looks like there there's there's no there's no debris on the ground nothing nothing died here nothing making a nest it looks like it's a just a pretty clear divot in a mountain range that Looks like it could serve uh, the purpose you guys are looking for. Nice. I'm gonna sit and lean back against the wall then. Are there any like <clears throat> sticks or branches near like the mouth that aren't completely wet? Ah, uh, no. Everything outside there. There are no sticks and branches on the inside of this. The the copes of forest 
is kind of maybe 30 or 40 feet away from the mouth. So all of that stuff is completely drenched. I'm still going to grab a, like an armful of it on the way in. Okay. So you bring some of the drenched wood in with you. I just imagine like Thrym going up to branches and just like walking by them, like, like just breaking them off as he walks. Pretty much. Alright, so everybody else in the cave as well? Would I be able to searing smite the sticks he brings in to light them on fire? Is that radiant damage? No, searing smite is fire damage. It's fire damage? You're branding smite. Yeah. Um, You're gonna gonna smite some logs in the name of Varen? In the name of Varen, you shall burn! (laughs) Wood! Figured I'd be better at starting the fire than the tinderbox, because at least Searing Smite guarantees the fire gets going. As as like he goes to like go cold. towards the sticks, I'm just gonna like stop him and be like, "Next, can your cleaning shit clean the water off of these?" Not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna kind of wave my hand a few times to try to draw whatever water I can off of or out of the sticks. Yeah, and you you successfully. Uh, make them as dry as possible. Thrym, you are pretty confident that you should be able to get uh, these to light. Alright. So I'll take... I'm not sure I have a tinderbox. You don't need it. Oh, that's true. I'll cast Firebolt <laughs> like right on the edge to like catch the edge of them and then like burn up into it. Perfect. So after As he throws his hands forward to start casting an ultimately destructive spell that will blow the shit out of that wood. <laughs> I'm just going to catch his wrist, snap my fingers, and the fire is started. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I was like about to say, too. They just start... Shoo! So after just a few moments, it looks like the fire has caught and is spreading. Um, and a, a fine, hazy smoke begins to fill uh, the top layers, but it looks like it is traveling outward. Because apparently there's asphyxiation in my fucking game. X is going to remove his cloak, then his pack, then put his cloak back on, and kind of nestle up, using the pack kind of as a pillow, kind of as a body stop, and just rest. Not like sleep, but just rest. Eyes on eyes on mouth of cave. And then he is going to watch Nyx walk to the mouth of the cave and assume his meditative positioning at the mouth of the cave. Just far enough in to not get rained on. As he like gets into his meditative state, Brim's gonna sit down. I probably can't... Well, would I be able to do it next to him? Yeah, yeah, the mouth of the cave is very, very wide. Alright. I'm just gonna, like, look over at him and be like, I need you. Like, you told me to stay alive, but a big part of that has been, had a lot to do with you. So I need you to be right. So what's going on? I watched you die. Twice. Once at my own hand. 
Was that with the whole Locutus thing? Honestly, it doesn't seem to matter. Realities are skewed. Doesn't matter if it was an illusion or not. I saw it. I felt it. I experienced every moment of that. You can't let him get into your head. But how can't I? How do we don't? How do we know that this isn't just another one of his illusions? We don't. Could be. Then again, how do we know that you and me ever met in the first place, and that whole thing wasn't one of his illusions? Then this is a cruel and twisted illusion. Look, but I couldn't have asked for it to go any other way. Same. But we gotta... We gotta stick together and just get through whatever this is. You can't... You can't let it get, get into your head. I know... You and me come from very different backgrounds, but as it stands now, you, me, Cax, and Key, we're a team. And we're all warriors. We have to fight together. And yeah, we're all going to have our off days. I get that. But you got to get through it. Because if one of us is distracted, all of us could die. I know that. And I can't let that happen again. Does anyone have some rope? Yeah, I got 50 feet. Why? I'm gonna go hunting. I'll toss we the need, rope. Axe. We need food. <laughs> okay, Axel, get up, take the rope, and exit the mouth of the cave. Sure. It is still horribly drenched out in the world um do you do you go for the little copes of trees that are kind of there or where um, do you think you might have the best luck i would like to use my survival or nature um to know or identify places other than this cave that animals might seek shelter in heavy rains like this okay sure which uh Whichever uh, you choose, survival I'm go or survival. Sure, I feel like both could be applicable. Uh huh. That'll be a fifteen. Fifteen. You get the impression this being like a little isolated copse that not a lot of larger animals would congregate, but because of the rain, uh, you you would kind of think that there may be uh, potentially some moderate. Uh, like deer or elk kind of taking shelter in there. Um, so you feel like going in there would be your best bet. Okay, I'm gonna do my best to uh, avoid anything that's gonna make a loud noise as I approach and look for the driest of areas in here. Uh, okay. I.e., I'd like to use stealth <laughs> in order to approach and identify something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Roll with advantage because the rain noise, it's a little windy kind of blowing around here. And also like the, the ground is damp. So you're not like snapping li uh, tree limbs and stuff on your way through. 
Oh, fuck. Well, advantage helped a little bit. It gave me two more, so two or uh, three plus six is nine. <laughs> uh, you find a couple of dead squirrels. And it, lo it looks like something not much larger than them kind of ripped open their bellies and kind of had a feast. I guess I'll pick those, or actually I'm just going to leave those there and try to hunt for whatever killed them. Okay. Or something larger, if possible. Until I... I've exhausted all my options in this <laughs> alcove because two squirrels won't feed for... <laughs> All right, yeah, roll, an, roll another survival check. Okay. Flat. Uh, that'll be a 21. 21. Uh, you discover a, a larger, like, feline that you, you don't exactly know what it is, um, but it's it probably goes up to your shoulders. It looks moderately predatory, um, and it seems to be avoiding you and kind of, like, following along... Uh, areas where it could, like, lose your line of sight. But you do know there is something there. Jack's about to fight a fucking cougar. <laughs> a mountain <laughs> lion of some sort. Um, I'm going to try to orbit it, going the opposite way that it's trying to orbit me. Um, and the second I see it, I'd like to fire upon it. Sure. So you you kind of lose sight of it. Uh, roll me a stealth check. Okay. Not with advantage, because it kind of knows you're there. 24. 24. So you kind of outwit it a little bit as you kind of see it dart between a couple trees. At one point, it kind of like claws up a little bit to look around for you, and you can tell it doesn't register that you're there. And kind of relaxedly walks off and it kind of leaves you in the dust a little bit. You finally catch up with it. Um, it's maybe only 10 feet away from you. It's actually um, looks like it's about to book it away from the, uh, the copse and it looks like it's trying to head into the open fields. I'd like to take two shots with the arrows of the forge at it. Sure. So you line up your bow and you get Whisper all ready to go. You got the arrows of the forge. Are you holding them in your side? Yeah, yeah, because they'd be in the quiver. That's magic. Mm -hmm. So you'd pull them up and you draw it out. And in quick succession, you, out of the out of wondering what the hell these things might taste like, you release two quick uh, arrows at them. Um, right, and it's 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 very close to you, so you're very cocksure about shooting this thing. Um, when you notice, and you're not surprised by it, but you immediately duck down because something gargantuan slams down on the ground in front of you, squashing the cougar. And the two arrows, thwip, thwip, attach into a reptile-like arm. And you look up, and staring straight down at you, Right in your face, a dragon smiles and says, Hello, little lizard. 
this time is, to eat. This is not how I imagined my day going. <laughs> and we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs>